0: Other podcasts have hidden messages within the program. Send us all your money. Do it now.
1: Our podcasts are completely clean of all of
0: that. Is that why I'm constantly broke?
1: TMV Studios,
0: it's
2: what you want.
3: Live from TME Studios, you are now locked on. To
2: the
1: Stovall Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only,
3: Caleb Stovall!
4: What's up, wrestling fans? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast, or SWN, if you will. And wow, I have got a huge, huge show for you here tonight. I said that last week uh, on the program, and uh, I just real quick talking about last week, I want to go ahead and take a minute to thank you all, uh, the Stovall Wrestling Network fans out there. Uh, This has easily been our most shared, our most downloaded, and our most viewed uh, episode ever. Thank you so much to uh, the uh, at- Uh, The revolutionary Darius Lockhart, Uh, man Darius you are a class act, Um, that man is going to go big places and everything like that and it was uh, awesome that he took time out of his busy schedule uh, to talk to us and everything like that and to get an exclusive interview for you guys uh, right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network and TMB Studios. And uh, just so much is going on. But I have a huge episode here for you here tonight as well. I'm going to be talking to the international superstars. That's right, one of the most awesome force I've ever seen assembled. Uh, it, we're going to be talking with Blanco Loco, Joey Osborne, the Dream Girl Ellie, and also Zach Cooper. And and we're going to be talking to them About their stories on the road We're going to be talking to them About their upcoming event at VPW They're in a ladder matchup You're going to hear more about that uh, When we talk to them But again, just thank you so much To everyone uh, who checked out that episode And hey, I gotta give the devil his due Thanks to James Caleb Kitchens uh, For, you know, uh, helping arrange all that and helping arrange this interview. Let's, you know, be let's again let's give credit where credit is due. <laughs> and uh speaking of getting no credit, I gotta bring him in right now. His he is the man of TMB Studios. See he- <laughs> go ahead and laugh it up laugh it up but here's the thing i don't
0: even need him to introduce me on this one i'm gonna go ahead and do it myself he is the man the man who runs tmb studios the man who allows swn to be on the air and the man who played devil's advocate to get the international superstars right here tonight because i contacted james caleb kitchens and i made sure to see hey what else do you have up your sleeve? Hey, you were the one who answered the challenge for Darius. I played Devil's Advocate and I got us the International Superstars. I, I like Loco. I bet you can't pull another rabbit out of your hat. I called Loco. Okay, you called, called Loco me? after the fact. Loco. I called kitchens. I said you got another rabbit. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> He he's trying to play this he's trying to play this game, folks, but it's not gonna play it. But I'm gonna go ahead and round myself up and give my usual stick here. So let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> yeah, you I know. Suck. Hey,
4: by the way, was that you there talking?
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's how we're gonna go? Okay, all right, all right, all right. You know what? Um Justin Hancock called and said oh, he'll be more what? than glad to take your no!
5: position. <laughs>
0: Anyway, let's go ahead and hit it like I usually do. What's up, Caleb Stovall? What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? Stovall Wrestling Network live and in full effect. And yes, (laughs) we are going to have the international superstars on the program. And that's later on, but today we are going to be discussing some wrestling news, and there is a bunch of it, and I cannot wait to talk about it. I know Stovall's over here itching to give me another insult, so let me go ahead and throw it back at him like a monkey with a turd in his hand, so hey, take it away, Stovall. What
4: the hell was that?
0: Leave me alone. I'm trying to come up with new material.
4: Okay. Well, maybe the surge will help.
0: Hey, you. hey, hey! I have been watching Scott Steiner promos. Okay, my brain is gone.
4: <laughs> because it went 20 degrees this way, and then it went all over the moon, and then it. Yep, you have over, 33 and about, a third chance and winning. There were three sheets that went across <laughs> my head like that, and and <laughs> Red Flair's Flare's an old bastard. Big pop ha. <laughs>
0: I think the worst one was Impact did it to me. I was scrolling through my feed on oh, Facebook, no. and there it was. When Big Papa Pump became a math master, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this <laughs> small so, Joe, you have 33 and third chance of winning. You put me, who's a genetic freak, and I have a 66 and six chance of winning. Hit that with my 33 to third, that's 99 and a half chance of winning. And divide that by five. And that gives me a 33 and a third chance of
4: beating your ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> I sat there just staring at the screen for five seconds, going, This aired? So many people the world? Though, make like <laughs> I, god. So many people make fun of Scott Steiner though. But the, the, the funny thing is though, he's still one of the most entertaining and open people in wrestling. And here's the thing about it: I he saw is more over. A lot of people forget about this. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that they forget about the Steiner brothers, but a lot yeah. of people remember. They remember Scott more than they do Rick. Yeah, And see. Here's the sad like, thing about it: he actually own he actually has
0: a franchise Shoney's uh, up in Atlanta. And I I'm sitting there, there watching. I'm so sitting. Bad. I do too because there's wrestling memorabilia all over the walls. In of course are. There. But there.
4: here's the thing: probably like I, a neck brace <laughs> from one of the junior
0: <laughs> wrestlers he broke. Oh Jesus. I know there's chances you could actually run into uh like former NWO members and stuff. But <laughs> here's the thing. Scott I'm Hall sitting West there <laughs> Oh I God. Oh I that was to. terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> well, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am. Ashamed. But here's the thing. I sat there and watched this promo and I'm looking at it going, <laughs> I'm not. I pray to God he's not in charge of the books up there at that show. <laughs> <laughs> so you take this hundred and twenty dollars right here we made tonight. You divide it by 5 And you get paid 5 cents And I get the rest And it times that by 2 And you give my freak over here $100 just because she's here And we're going to have a fun night And you're going to go home With nothing but a martini in your hand And you ain't going to have that Because the alcohol costs $5 And I'm the genetic freak These are my peeps And that's my pancakes Don't touch them That's oh dear God! I threw it oh, off the rails.
4: Man. Start this show, please. All right, I'll start it. I'll start it, and let's talk about what's going on in the news of the world of. Yeah. Speaking of that guy, well, okay. So I watched Raw, right? I watched uh, I watched it on Hulu. Um. And I, the first 30 minutes of this program, I don't know how anyone got through it. Um, the first 30 minutes. All right, so so here's, here's how Raw opened, okay? Raw opened with the 24-7 montage. Thus, almost saying it was better than the WWE title itself. Now, I get it. It was a joke. Okay? I get it. Still, it was just... It was... Oh, it was mind-blowing. And then, we don't open up with fireworks or anything because we don't do that anymore, apparently, in WWE unless it's WrestleMania or Saudi Arabia, apparently. But, I digress. So, they opened it up with the WWE 24-7 montage and then the next matchup... I'm not kidding. This was the name of the matchup. Mixed Tag Team Mosh Pit match. Uh I'm not joking. Mosh Pit. Someone up there is listening to metal. I don't know who. I guess you didn't book that? I really (laughs) didn't. I wouldn't book that, Chris. (laughs) I don't even. So here was. We're going to play some a day to remember during this. I don't know maybe more in Haven's place it's like it's like Metallica Oh yeah inner sandman place <laughs> He's like actually he's he starts looking around Where's Sandman <laughs> <laughs> That's your cue He's like he's, somewhere, <laughs> he's like, drunk somewhere on the trucks
0: inside <laughs> He's like hey here's the whisper
4: like <laughs> it's calling But no 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 so anyways back to this though so it's it's a mixed tag team mosh pit match. Uh-huh. So here are the here are the rules all right, first of all, let's go over the contestants. All right, Carmella and r truth, of course, and then Drake Maverick and his wife. Or I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and those and now they actually are married. Yeah, right, right. Like, like that's his real wife, and she just happens to be a wrestler, obviously. And then it took her to marry him on national television for her to get noticed and stuff and get a job, but whatever. So Carmella and our truth come down, and apparently now they do a duet together and everything like that, and I was like, oh my god, this was cringeworthy. So then we start the matchup and everything like that, so here are the rules. The 24-7 title is on the line in this matchup, Okay. Wow. And I think it's our truth is defending it. I believe it's who came out with it. I can't remember whatever. But so the the twenty four seven title is on the line. And there are lumber I mean mosh pitters around the <laughs> around the ringside. So basically a lumberjack. Eesh. And the twenty four seven title is not on the line for them as long as this match goes on. But when the bell rings, then they can go after it. So, long story short, our truth wins the damn thing again. And then they all get up on the thing and realize, uh-oh, now they're going to try all try to get it. So they all pile in on a dog pile and everything like that. And Mike Canellis, I'm sorry, Mike Bennett, comes out, I just, that's what it should be, but whatever. Yeah. Mike canellis comes out. And he wins the title. And then he runs back stage and whatnot. And then, what proceeds after that, Chris, was the most cringeworthy segment I have ever seen in my life. No, no, this segment right here that I'm about to describe to everyone who has not seen it, uh, that this was more cringeworthy than May Young giving birth to a hand. Oh Jesus. All right. Go I'm ahead. not joking. At least in my opinion. There might be others who might think differently. I thought this was more cringeworthy than the undertaker sacrificing someone to Satan on television. <laughs> this was this is what happens. He goes in, he hides from everyone and it's in the damn locker room and everyone's like trying to get in the doorway and then his wife, Maria walks up and starts getting pregnant pains and everything. Oh, you know, guys, pregnant lady coming through, I need to see my husband, blah, blah, blah. So they all leave because they're being respectful of the one being pregnant. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, whatever, I get it. I, and I, I, I don't know where to go after this because here's what she does: she knocks on the door and says, "Mike Canalis, you open up this door right now." And he's like, "How do I know it's not my? Or how do you? How do I know it's my wife and it's not these other things?" And she says, "Chris," and I quote, "Because if you don't open up this door, I'm gonna bust it down and kick you in your vagina." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That was literally oh said. On television! Wow! Now, I don't care. It's a line that's used in any other TV show. I get it. But we have not established that we're a TV-14 thing. And even if we are trying to push that boundary of edginess and whatnot, can we at least do it in a tasteful fucking way?
0: Yeah. I mean, to tell a guy you're going to kick him in his vagina...
4: And then no 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 no, it gets even better it gets even better after that because I thought oh dear God okay this is over now no it's not because we come back from break this is what we come back to them arguing and the thing and he says ah oh, I won this for us blah 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 confessing his love to her all all that good jazz what you should do with your wife. Mm-hmm and then she tells him to lay down like he does in the bedroom every night that's what she said wow like like he does in the bedroom every night or like you do in the bedroom every night sweetie and i'm going to pin you and so she literally stands on top of him and pregnant belly and all. she is the pre- uh, first ever pregnant champion ever. Wow. Um Heyman could not have wrote this. <laughs> tell me Heyman didn't
0: write this. Okay, I, I would love to tell you that Heyman didn't write this. But according to every single person on the web, every dirt sheet, every news outlet, everything that I could check, this was Heyman. This was Heyman and leading the the writing team.
4: So, hang on. He either allowed them to go completely off cuffs, or there was something in a script that says... I'm going to kick you in your vagina. And
0: Vince McMahon would have approved it because Vince would have been like, ah, he said vagina.
4: I don't I don't know if I have words. I'm not <laughs> joking, Chris. This cringe. It, it really was cringe words. I never felt so wrong in my life for watching wrestling. And I watched Vince Russo WCW 2000.
0: Yeah, we all have a sour spot in our hearts for that. Um, but and
4: yeah. and this was this was more cringeworthy than almost. This was more cringeworthy than than
0: rumble? the Mama Luke's. Wow, I said ready to rumble.
4: <laughs> it was more cringeworthy than that. Jesus. What did we see? What was that? And then, and then, no, 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 no. Every segment she had after that, because she had one more, I believe, it was either one or two more. She walked down the motherfucking hallway. Now I'm sorry I'm cussing, folks, but she walked down the hallway and was walking around going, Pregnant champion, pregnant champion, what are you going to do? Pin me, pin me. And all the superstars are looking there. And then after that, she had another segment where she was with Braun Strowman. Like she's backed up. Strowman's there. Rawr. And he literally. She was just like, "What?" She was just like, "That's what. That's the problem with you men. You can make the baby all day long, but you can But you don't want to take care of it and all that shit." And I went. every segment, it couldn't have... I thought it couldn't get more cringeworthy and it did. And then she just looks... And, and then she walks off screen and Braun Strowman, the only reaction he gives is just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's trying to take a shit or something. Or, or, or he's really, really hungry. I, the, one of the two. Like, it's like, dude. What the fuck? Fuck, am I watching? Are you sure it was a good idea to put Heyman in charge?
0: Because
4: Heyman always likes to push the envelope on a lot of things. Look, I get it, but mm. I'm watching ECW currently and I haven't found. I found some things cringeworthy, but they were at least, I guess, in somewhat good taste or it was at least more tasteful than that. I just. I. I. I if there's someone out there that likes this, okay cool but it's like okay look if we're gonna start pushing boundaries again don't just push the boundaries to push the fucking boundaries at least do it with some kind of class yeah do it in the ring how about that Don't do it in a promo where we have to say cuss words or some crap like that. Just do it in the ring. Make the moves a little bit more impactful. Make the story a little bit more hard-hitting. But don't do that crap. I'm I'm sorry, that was crap.
6: That was was absolutely
4: terrible. It did nothing for Maria. I can't look at Maria right now. I thought her time in WWE before this was bad. Where she played like an idiot. Which was stupid on her, which was stupid on their part. To, then she goes to Ring of Honor. In fact, let, let's just go down the line with her real quick. Yeah. She goes to Impact where she made a killing in there. Mm-hmm. Like she they did great. But actually they started in Ring of Honor though. They went to Ring of Honor Became one of the top heel factions with Adam Cole. Adam
1: Cole,
4: baby! May he rest in peace. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it in there, though. But they they formed the kingdom and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then she has this amazing, like, she could cut promos. She sounded great doing them, everything. She looked good and everything. And I love the story with her and Mike and everything like that. It was perfect. Then they even did. They did it so much better in TNA when they had Dixie Carter running that shit, and he and those two were there. It still was better than anything I saw within that thirty minutes. Like that fight, which not the thirty minutes, not not excluding that stupid ass match concept match, but yeah. just that segment alone with Maria and Mike. I, That was the most cringeworthy thing I have ever seen in my life. I'm glad I skipped that. (laughs) Well, then it got... It didn't get better. No. Because then we had a moment of bliss who had to mention it. And they're... What are they doing with Nikki Cross? What is this? Apparently nothing. Because all she's doing now is just sitting
0: beside Alexa just being her butt buddy.
4: And then, but but here was the thing. They did an interesting kind of skit, I guess, whatever. There was something interesting about this. They had a training, like like this was taken during, like, warm-up, basically, or something like that. And Fit Finley was showing Natalia how to counteract the, the Becky's the, armbar. The, the disarmer. Armor. And Becky comes in the ring and she, you know, kicks Finley below the belt and everything like that, saying basically, you try to show her my move and everything like that. And then, like, he, she, like, kind of gets him out of the way. And then, like, she attacks Natalia and I went this is interesting isn't she supposed to be a face
0: yeah it looks like they're going heel mode for uh, Becky Lynch because anybody who attacks I don't know
4: because here was the thing actually the way that they kind of played this off was Alexa Bliss was like wait a minute y'all condone that like everyone cheered and everything like that so I I mean I don't know I think like because technically Natalia is the heel going into this Becky's like supposed to be that tweener I guess Oh, which good. I mean is uh, which is good, if it's done good. Which I I mean I, I like I like what I like what they've got going on with Natalia yeah. and Becky. But it's Becky and Natalia. It should be good. Yeah. It should be no way that you can fuck that up. Excuse my language. But
0: they're using they're using the moment of bliss segments to build this feud,
4: which still doesn't make any sense to me. The moment of bliss doesn't make sense to me. Period. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of talk show segments. No. I like well. I like them in WWE. It's it's okay because that's just. But here's the thing, like, because it all started with Piper's Pit, right? Much. The problem with that is though is that you're just trying it with everyone that you can.
0: You know, they had the barber shop. Then you had, had the, the barber Pete shop. Show. Piper's
4: Pit. Uh, Talk
0: is Jericho.
4: What was Carli- uh, Carlito have one? Carlito's Cabana. Yeah, Carlito's Cabana. And yeah, like you said, Jericho had the highlight reel. Um, and, this, it, it, but, yeah. but that becomes a tired old formula after a while. And it's like, what I don't understand is why, like, a lot of the times they even bother to have interviews. Like,. Or even backstage segments at times. Like, it's like when, like, okay, Lucha Underground, for example, they were the best at doing this. Yeah. They would, you know, they would have, like, a backstage scene or something like that. And the announcers, even though, would act like those didn't happen. They would not be like, well, as you could see right there... Someone just took a shot at Joey Ryan, literally shot him with a gun. <laughs>
5: yeah. just,
4: that wasn't a complete police chase and everything like that. So, like, why doesn't WWE do that sometimes? It, it's, it's always, hey, we can see everything, so that if we can see everything, how can someone be sneaky?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And I don't understand it. it it's always been, like, I guess, the trope of professional wrestling.
4: I just think it's a formula,
0: though, that needs to change. It's a WWE formula. And, well, and that's it, well, okay.
4: Well, then, if it, if that's fine, then it's just I. What I just don't get is whenever someone's cutting a promo or someone like anything backstage is going on, they go to the audience and show like the audience watching it. Yeah, when they never used to do that on Raw. No, like, what, like, why did they start? Do, like, what does that do?
0: I don't know. It, it's what is all it supposed of... to do? I guess it's supposed to give a realism of well, this is what you could see when you go to a live event, this is how they experience it. Let's show you how it's experienced. No it doesn't make any sense. Or maybe they go to the fact that we want to see how the fans
4: react. Well they react just the way everybody else is
0: at home. We're sitting watching it.
4: Exactly. It's, like so, there's nothing going on. There's nothing for them to react. Exactly. So I, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, I just I, I think it's I think it's a tired formula. I like the way NXT does their stuff, you know? Yeah. But that's because it's Triple H in charge, and Vince doesn't have a goddamn say-so in that. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why. So does, so does NXT UK. Right, you know, sometimes they even use that kind of stuff, but, you know, that's just why I like it. Like, I think we if you really want to present it as, like, a sports formula, like, kind of like AEW wants to do... Then you need to like not not like don't have the announcers announce everything exactly, you know. Treat like, it like a sport. I guess, but that's not WWE. They want to no. be entertainment. I got it. Like that's you know you've nailed that into the ground and everything like that. But I'm looking for like Becky and Natalia. That's a good story. That's a good story right now um, to keep Becky still hot, and it seems like she's still hot because. Not literally, but like you yeah. know, she she literally is hot. I just fucked that, yeah, that up. Yeah, you screwed that up. It just goes forward. Shut up! It's botchamania. Yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> Thank you,
4: Matthew. <laughs>
0: anyways. Yeah.
5: Anyways.
4: I, I. But you know, SummerSlam is coming up. Um, there are, there are a couple of things I'm look. There are some things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Demon versus. Finn Balor. Is it the Demon King, or is it... Just
0: Finn? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah, the, the Fiend versus Finn, uh, it's gonna be an interesting match.
4: Well, I think it's a good story, and it's a good story to start off with. Yeah. I thought that they should've kept AJ face, and I'm like, if you really want to make a good, tasteful, cringe worthy storyline, one that'll make you cringe in a good way, because there are good cringes. <laughs> <laughs> but... One that one that would do good would be have Bray Wyatt the Fiend be that kid's thing target AJ who has a family yeah and who is Christian yeah it would make sense but but instead we got to put him with the OC club and he throws a backstage celebration because they just won the tag team championships random randomly on Raw and everything like that good for them cool. Um, but then he has a He has a celebration where he jumps on top of the table and starts wrecking everything that has samurai swords and champagne glass and like all of his food, and they just like start throwing it and and crap like that. I'm like, what is going on? Who reacts like that in a normal setting? Like if if, if you actually want... <laughs> I don't know Your hand just went up I know it did Because people can't see it Yeah I know
0: But your reaction would tell the story Um, Well good I can't say I wouldn't react that way I probably would lose my mind But that doesn't make any sense for AJ I'm just
4: I'm saying in this context We're not talking about your sad life We're talking about We're talking about AJ's perfect
0: life Yeah find a new station folks.
4: This one's going off the air
0: Shut up It's like AJ's career
4: Oh. Anyways, no. Okay. So he's the United States champion. They're the Raw Tag Team Champions. All right. Cool. everything like that. But I just, I didn't get it. I, I was just like, like, let's just throw AJ with the club again, just for them, just to give him something to do. When you don't have to do that to give him something to do. Right. You could have left AJ alone for a little bit. I get the, I get the, you know, idea. You still want, you need heels and everything like that. But I just, I would have had the fiend target AJ and target his beliefs. Not, not necessarily push it too far, but pushing enough. And that's somewhere that, that's a way that you could push the edginess and be like, okay, how far can we go with this? How far can we push this, you know? Right. That's okay. That's a tasteful way. But the pregnant thing, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't even and, see I didn't even see something that yeah, stupid and, and, in and, and, and even and even
0: and, and, and this is the part that I came into. The the, the segment with uh, Seth and Brock was a little cringeworthy in and
4: of itself. Well uh, then but- I mean, why is that? Because I heard well, that I heard that it actually some of it was not as uh, I guess um, it was it was after Seth's
0: match and as right, he,
4: I know he fought Ziggler,
0: yeah. And Brock comes down and Brock attacks Seth, he's throwing him in the barricade, and everything. The usual stick gets a chair, brings it in the ring, and f fives him. Not on the flat part of the chair, but on the top of the rung of the chair. Oh, I didn't see He does see it that. once, and he picks him up, and he does it a second time. Oh. On the second time, Heyman gets in the ring. And at this point, it's visible Seth is coughing up blood. Yeah. Like, literally coughing up blood. And what, what made me cringe – I usually don't cringe on stuff like this, but what made it worse – was seeing Heyman's face go from... The word of the day is cringe, word. <laughs> But seeing Heyman's face go from the advocate to the, oh my God, I'm about to lose my job. And he went to Brock, and he was trying to get Brock to stop. And, I mean, the lines were blurred on this, because I'm not sure if they were trying to play off a of reality or what, but at right. this point... There's a ref in the ring, and Brock picks up uh, Rollins again. And again, against Heyman and against the referee, screaming no, throws him on the chair again. Right. And he literally wraps around the chair and bounces off the rung. Right. And lands and coughing and blood's everywhere. And Heyman, they actually have a up-close shot of Heyman. And I read his lips. And he goes, stop it. He's hurt. You were just supposed to put on a show for the fans. You went too far. And then when they get out of the ring, he turns back around. Heyman's covering his face. He looks back at the ring, and he visibly, excuse my language, folks, says, shit. And they walk up the ramp. That was cringeworthy to me. I don't know the full extent of Rollins' injuries or how much of this is... Real or kayfabed or whatnot. Whoa. But it was enough to where my mother, who watches WWE ceremoniously and tweets about it like crazy, went ahead and sent a tweet out to Vince McMahon, uh, Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon, and whoever else you could find in WWE. Levesque. Yeah, Levesque, Levesque, whatever, tomato, tomato, wrestling sucks, and he knows it. Um... She sent out a tweet to all of them Telling them How much Brock sucks And how much she hates seeing This on TV Especially with kids watching it
4: Well see This is what WWE is going to run into You can't just Change for the sake Of changing Yeah I mean god you should have learned that from Okay it worked in the attitude era because it was a different era. Yeah, it was a different time. Now, while yes, we have wrestling fans that are basically as the equivalent to comic book fans. You have the majority of the people spending the money and the majority of dressing up are actually 20 to 40 year olds, okay? I get that. But when you label yourself as a PG promotion, you can't just change it overnight.
5: No, that to be a slow process. You can't
4: just throw in, "Hey, a pregnant lady champion." Hey, blood everywhere. In fact, I, what I what I thought we heard was, "We're not going to go back to that gory crap." Yeah. And then, I mean, Lesnar, I guess went. Yeah, he went too far. I guess, or maybe it was just, uh, maybe it was a, a series of misfortunate events. You never know in those situations, and you don't know. It, it it's still, it happened on television. Yeah. So it's like, it's like I, I don't know. Like every time you see something on television, how can you not just go, "Yep, yeah, that was supposed to happen." Yeah. Because it's, it's television. If they didn't want you to see it, they wouldn't show it.
0: This is true because they do have a delay for specific reasons like that.
4: Exactly. So. And you know, I, th- I got to thinking about this the other way. That's probably why Vince McMahon is so fucking keen on everyone losing their li- or losing learning their lines and, and choreographing stuff to a T so that he can know when there's going to be a camera shot, where to place it. He knows when to um, you know, bleep out something or something like that. If you just go off the cuffs you don't know what anyone's going to say. This is true. But they did a really good job with it during the Attitude Era. Because at that point... That's because you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, who it didn't matter what he said, he was over like Rover. You had The Rock, who just could cut a promo like no other. You had Mankind, who could, you know, just intelligently deliver something and everything like that. Three different ways. You had Triple H, for all of the... You know, slack he gets. Well, what I'm they, saying like, with uh, the with the
0: cursing and all, even when it was live, they had the ability to bleep it because of that
4: delay they had. Well, exactly. I mean, it, and it happens with everything. Like it's always a delay. There's always a delay because you're streaming and everything like that. Not just yeah. streaming, but like you know, broadcasting through cable and stuff. Like right. That. But again, I just I don't see how that's going to increase ratings. How is a pregnant lady champion going to increase ratings?
0: And then you say it didn't increase ratings. One of the lowest. No,
4: it didn't. It, it 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 was one. It it dropped. First of all, it probably dropped because the Raw reunion was so terrible last week, so that no one, so everyone was just like, it didn't matter what we see tonight. Like, right. It's just, it.
5: uh,
4: But now, if, if if you go and you watch this on, like I watched this on Hulu, and I watched the segment in full. And I'm sitting there going, there's so many people that turn the television off right now. Yeah.
0: And see, Hulu is cut for time. So it's actually half of what the original runtime is. So there is stuff that you saw that everybody else saw, but then there's a gap where there was stuff that other people saw that you didn't. Because Hulu actually cuts out the filler.
4: And they just focus on the main stuff. I just, I don't see what it, I, I don't see how that got anyone over I don't see what it did for. If it increases ratings next week, please show me. And well, please show me an yeah. accurate number. We'll have to keep that. an eye on all that. I mean, because I just. I don't. I, I, I don't. Again, edginess is okay. I'm not talking about edginess. I'm talking about doing it for the sake of just do it. Yeah. And that seems what a lot of storylines are in WWE. Is there just a reaction to something? And, the, and like, the Attitude Era was just... Like, if you go and watch the Attitude Era, it's like, hey, let's just do a blood match to do a blood match. Yeah. Let's let's just do... Let's do... Um, let's set someone on fire. Just to set someone... And actually, not that time. But it was really in WCW 2000. And I'm, I'm, I'm being serious when I say this. Like, it, it legit was just done just to do it. Like, there was... Like, hey, let's drop, let's, you know, do that raining blood from the sky or something like that just to do it. Even though it made no sense to do it with Hogan Flair, it made sense to do it with Sting but whatnot, but it didn't make sense to do it at any other time. Right. And they just did it just to do it. TNA, a lot of the times, I thought did this. They had a lot of the matches where just, hey, let's blade ourselves because it's the world championship match. Hey, let's blade ourselves just to blade ourselves. Where it doesn't serve any purpose. Right. And and, and that and and Heyman was writing this. So I, it's, uh, I don't know. This is why I can't I can't get behind WWE right now. I just I can't. And then let's go to SmackDown. Because SmackDown was actually okay. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um I like the Ember Moon and Bailey thing. Uh, I don't think that Ember Moon is the one that needs to turn heel. Yeah, I think, st- I said think you said that on last need, week's episode. I think you need to cha- I think you need to tease Bailey turning something. Or t- yeah. You know, not necessarily heel, but just something turning yeah. into something different.
0: And I like the Kevin Owens promo that he cut. It's like well, okay, Kevin Owens
4: could cut a promo yeah. in his sleep.
0: I know, but I like the whole point. of Shane said, he wasn't going to be there. He comes out. He's like, it's okay, everyone. We're going to make it through this. Shane's not here. But we will persevere. We will survive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I do like Kevin Owens. And I like the storyline. I mean, it's it's good. It's just... Now, why isn't the world title involved?
0: This is true. But uh, let, let's take it off that because there's nothing we can do about that. Hopefully, Kevin Owens will get the opportunity to go for that belt eventually. I hope that's what this leads to. But I want to get your opinion on... Charlotte versus Trish Stratus um I know what my opinion is on it I because want let's
4: ex- just throw Charlotte in there with the first legend that we can find which is Trish and she's the biggest one obviously and or was she the only one that was available or, or was she, she would the be. only one that was available I don't know but who else were you going to get well there's Lita could have asked Lita you could have but um, maybe she doesn't want to I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't ask them, but I, I'm pretty like, I've been hearing rumors about Trish Stratus and Charlotte happening for a
5: while now. Yeah, but I why?
4: Why? Yeah, exactly. Again, why? It's done just to do it. Because they have, like, a minor thing or something like that. I, and, and, and again, folks, I'll be honest, the, the first time, that was the first time I watched Raw well, I in, mean, like, forever. I mean, if that's the case, have Lacey Evans beat up Alondra Blaze. What the hell? Yeah, at least they started something on Twitter.
0: Yeah. And Lacey's even said she'll throw her job away because of it. So, why not?
4: I don't get why they're not dealing more with her. Yeah. If people hate her, fine. Push her. As the heel. Exactly. That's what you need to do. Instead, what they do is, you know, they, they take, like, the good guys, like AJ, and you make him the heel, and you make Cena the face. And it's like, why isn't it the other way around? Yeah. We know that Cena is the golden boy. Yeah, but he makes a great heel. We've
0: proven that track record through years. Right. He was perfect as a heel.
4: He was good as a heel, even as the Doctor of Thunkonomics. Mm -hmm. But the Doctor of Thunkonomics, he got a little bit too over with it, though. Because he was actually good. And, and he proved that at WrestleMania. I'll admit that I did like that part of WrestleMania when he when he was there. But I don't know. But then there was another cringeworthy part on SmackDown, and it was when our guy, <laughs>
5: went
4: and uh, went and um, was walking down for an interview. With, uh, I don't know, is it Charlie Caruso?
0: Charlie Caruso. Is it
5: Charlie Caruso?
0: I think it was Charlie Caruso. It was Charlie Caruso. Okay. I recognize that rear end anywhere. Yes, I'm Creepy Chris. Leave me alone. Sad part is I can't
4: say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Anyways, but he was walking down. And <laughs> somehow, he gets trampled by the set. Like the set falls down on him. Oh my god, in fact, play the sound clip from it right now. There you go. Like, I don't, you don't even need to see that. I should have played the sound clip earlier for, uh, Maria. If I, if I actually, I don't even know if I want that. No. Let, no let's but not just, put
5: but that but on I, these people. I, I need I wanted you to play that just
4: Uh, it's so, okay, um, I guess you're going to tell me that Eric Bischoff wrote this one.
0: Yeah. He already had his official start date. He's in charge of all this. He's the executive producer. Okay, I just, I don't know how I feel about any of this right Thank now. Thank God Roman was lubed up before this fell, so he survived.
4: Oh my God, that was just wrong.
0: Well, he's covered in baby wolf for Vince. <laughs> Brains.
4: Brains. Roman Brains I said Brains but whatever whatever I brains, whatever. <laughs> I just I dude I can't do WWE right now I guess I just I can't even do it with this Heyman and Bischoff uh, era right now someone's got to show me something really good in soon because right now you have there is no momentum no for not WWE at all. the more they keep doing stuff the more they keep changing shit the more they keep losing
0: momentum. Right. And, and it's terrible. It's getting to the point where the only reason why I even watch Raw and SmackDown and it's in snippets. is so I can talk about it here on this program with Caleb. It used to be I every Monday night and every Thursday night. I was in front of the TV. I was watching Raw. I was watching SmackDown. I was interested in what was going on. Not anymore. It's
4: terrible. Because we haven't the only stories that I like are... I like anything Fiend right now. Fiend yeah.
5: is beautiful.
4: Obviously, NXT is good. But again, it's under the WWE banner. Yeah. It still is under that banner. And that's what pisses me off. That's why when when it gets so much publicity and everything like that, I'm just like... I mean, I like NXT. And I, again, I still will... I'll say this till the day I die. NXT... New Orleans was one of the best pay-per-views I've seen from WWE in years. Yeah, and that was what WrestleMania
5: should have that's been. That's
4: just opinion, folks. That's common known fact. I mean, seriously, go back from front to back. That show could not have been any better. It felt like a Super Bowl. It felt like it felt like a WrestleMania type NXT. It felt like everything it needed to be, mm. and that was in the, in New Orleans Arena, not in the Superdome. Where it's easy for you know well, it's it, it's not easy it, it's easy for Raw and SmackDown to be good in those things and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when you had NXT it felt different. It felt like a bigger field. Right. And it felt different because it, it looked different and everything like that. But Raw and SmackDown just looked freaking same. Yeah. From front to back. back and I back don't goes. even get the wild card rule anymore. I just I don't I don't understand. It's just like, oh, you should well, that that is cool. I like the NXT UK and again, I like the idea of the WWE, the bleh, the WWE Network. Shut up. I like, <laughs> and apparently I heard that someone left Ring of Honor, and it was someone that was actually, like, really important. Like, I think they handled um, some stuff for Honor Club and everything like that, and they were hired to help. Uh, work with the network I believe yeah so what I'm hoping what that does is what they need someone who has TV knowledge at scheduling things and like actually like sticking with shows because I, I just never understood that why like they get rid of their own programs like holy Foley. Alright, I get what It might be a silly idea to a lot But I thought it was genuinely actually funny Yeah First of all, it's Mick Foley He is an interesting dude as it is He listens to Christmas carols 24-7 So, I mean Wow Not joking Didn't know that I didn't know if that was somebody's I don't know if that's something that somebody wrote in or something But I can believe it Yeah (laughs) He he fell off the damn hill himself Yes So, (laughs) Flint's Tooth went through his lip Ears ripped off, and his, his brains were scrambled. with we're getting off subject. Yeah, we're getting whatnot, right off subject. But, Thanks, Rock. Shut up. Anyways, but here, here's the thing: you might go like with WWE. Well, they're trying, like, like you know, they're trying to turn TV14, all that. But what about AEW? Look at what they're doing. But see, here's the thing: AEW, right off the bat, said this is a TV14 company. Yeah, they did. They you know this, and here's my thing. They're airing I'm assuming it's gonna be at eight o'clock when they launch, right? It's either gonna be eight or nine. Raw was always nine o'clock back in the day, now it's eight o'clock for three hours and stuff like that. There are not children up watching Mm. this at I had a curfew as a child. I don't know about all of you out there, but I had a curfew. And it didn't matter what was on, if if my favorite show was on or whatnot, it was nope, school night. Go to bed. So how is it that children are watching this during prime time? I get that they're there at the arenas, that's a different thing. That's a one night thing and the parents make an exception.
0: Yeah, but to watch it on TV, even I was told, Go to bed. Go to bed. So
4: how do they get like it might as well not be PG. That's why it worked so well in the attitude era. Yeah, because it was two hours, and it was nine to eleven. Exactly. And that's and, and, and there weren't any kids that were up. That no. Not, I mean, if, if the kids were up, that was on the parents then. That's why it was called Raw. Well, exactly. But now it's—I don't know what it is. I, I truly do not know what I saw on my. Might as well Night call raw. it and KY I, I now because it's protected. Oh dear God. Anyways, but I mean AEW, yeah, they're doing that stuff, but I just like they're doing it at least somewhat tasteful. I'll admit they've had cringe words yeah, that on have. there. I thought that you know, Nakazawa thing or or Kazawa. Nakazawa. Yeah. Nakazawa wasn't Nakazawa. It? And Nakazawa. Yeah. Nakazawa. Nakazawa. <laughs> You, we've been watching way too much The Elite. Yeah, we? we have problems. Anyway, but I mean, like he removed a thong from himself. Like he took off a thong, and that's part of his friggin' finisher. Ugh. So I mean that that's cringeworthy to me. If, yeah. Hey, if you like that stuff, that's okay. I don't. I don't particularly like that. I just think, especially. If your motto is, I want to present a sports-based reality product, yeah. you cannot do it if people are removing thongs from themselves, using it as finishers, then using Legos in the damn match, then doing that custom. Now, the Moxley and Janella thing, you knew that that was going to be something crazy. Because yeah. it's those two. You know that when All Out happens, Kenny Omega and Moxley are going to try something crazy as shit that should put up like, don't try this at home. Agreed. Because it's Moxley and Omega. Two of the most creative minds I've ever seen in the business. Think of what they're gonna do. Speaking of Moxley... He is undefeated in that G1 Climax tournament in New Japan right now. Yeah, I
0: did see is that. Is that
4: not insane?
0: That is crazy because I don't. I don't think really any American in the history of, you know, New Japan
5: has, has ever, ever gone no. undefeated.
0: No,
4: they've never made it to the finals. I don't. Well, no, AJ no. didn't even make it to the finals.
0: No. And now here we are with John Moxley who is going undefeated and is basically trailblazing through. So it makes you
4: wonder, is the plan for him to win this damn thing? If he does, then that means he would headline the Tokyo Dome at uh Wrestle Kingdom. Which is crazy. They're WrestleMania pay-per-view. So they would have an, think about this, they would have an AEW person headlining at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Because whether or not they make him undefeated in that shit or whatnot, it's still going to be recognized as AEW.
0: Yeah, truth on that one. And it's just the fact that it's Moxley.
4: And, That's you know, crazy. It's, it's history if it happens. It's crazy. So. We, he would be the first ever person to go undefeated in the G1 Climax, I believe. If I'm wrong on that one, there's been like 25 of these, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's ever been undefeated in it. No. I don't
4: believe and so. And I don't
0: I don't know many Americans who've won the G one climax.
4: What I don't understand is having the champion itself in there. Mm-hmm. Like why like Omega was in the tournament and he was he was world champion at the time and I sat there going, Why is he in this? Like what is what does he have to win if you know he wins this tournament. Is it? Oh, you get the night off on Tokyo Dome or something like that? Because that would just be stupid. Or it's just a proof of point that he's just that good. That he that could... might have been what they do. But no, I've seen like other champions like. That's what I'm
0: saying. It Okada like,
4: was in the damn thing, and he was the champion. That was before he fought um,
0: Omega. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it could just be a well? It's the G1 Climax. I win this, I'm one of the best. I, I've got the championship. Let's win this and prove that I'm just more superior than everybody else in this tournament. I I, I disagree
4: with that. Well, we don't know the thought process behind that, the Japanese. I, well, I don't know if that is the thought process, but if that is the thought process, I, I, don't, I think that's kind of redundant. You're the champion. You are. That's my thing. It doesn't matter, and that's what the narrative always should be when it comes to a title is, because I remember this um, in Ring of Honor, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Hawkwood, may, may he rest in peace, um, because I, I, I've covered, you know, Raycom games and stuff like that on uh, on um, uh, WFXG. Right. And I didn't realize he was like one of their head announcers for years for the Raycom basketball thing. So, uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, he wasn't the best wrestling announcer. He was a better... He could've he could have gotten better had he learned it more and yeah, actually and gotten, owned the craft. But he actually had a good voice and everything like that. And so like I see why they wanted him, uh, and stuff like that. But he said, <laughs> there was a thing where like uh they did it at the time, they were like they were like, In fact right now Davy Richards, many feel with Brian Danielson leaving that he is the best in the world and Mike Hawkwood goes no no the best wrestler in the world is, is Colt Cabana and Dave just goes Colt Cabana that's, that's preposterous <laughs> or maybe Tyler Black or blah 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 And I'm, I'm sitting there <laughs> going see here's what the narrative should be Here, here's what one of them should have said and here's what he should have said because at the time Austin Aries held the belt right. he should have said no no the best in the world right now is Austin Aries why because he holds the ROH World Championship right and that should be the way it, it should be looked at. And it shouldn't matter who wins what tournament or what not. That is the narrative. And so with the New Japan, like the IWGP belt, I don't agree with the champion being involved in it. What does the champion have to gain? Oh, so I can say that I'm the best because I win this tournament? You are the best. You're the champ. It doesn't matter if you go through a tournament to win it or you just beat someone in a night to win it. You are the best because you hold the belt. That is what everyone's coming after. That means you're the target. You're, in fact, it's like Afro Samurai story, to be quite honest. Like, like, there's the number two, and the number two must challenge the number one, but before that, you know, he had to kill. But that's a completely different storyline. Yeah, it's a completely different thing, podcast. <laughs> well, whatever. But the main point is, though, is that he had to get the number one headband in order to be number one and be safe. Basically, yeah, and whatnot, and that's what the narrative should be on the belts, in my opinion. I'm like, no, you hold the belt; it and doesn't I,
0: matter. Who I the- honestly think that has been a lost art form in professional wrestling. Is that you don't look at the champion as the best anymore? You look at the champion as, oh, well, company thinks
4: he's the one to carry the flag, and that's and not what it should be. No. But that's what WWE has had has made it. Now they, they've even made storylines like, oh, Daniel wants to be the face of this company. But it, he wasn't like he didn't hold the belt before that. Yeah, and it didn't mean shit when he held it too. No, so it's just I, I don't agree with that. But see, Moxley doesn't have the belt. He has the United States belt. Yeah, but he it's like he, he's just like no, I want to be the best, so I want to go undefeated and I want to win the belt in the Tokyo Dome.
0: Yeah, so hopefully this will be rewriting history a lot more.
4: I don't know because I don't know the relationship between AEW and New Japan. Yeah, seems you know, be... Young Bucks even said it that they hate us. Or well, they've been saying a lot of stuff. Didn't you tell me something about Cody? Yeah. Um. This is funny. Uh. And, and it surprised
0: me because it involves our five six star guy Dave Meltzer. You know, Rainbow Roadman. Uh. Do, 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 well, do, it do, was do.
4: back when the Batches had all of this, and then and then there's five stars, and I'm gonna give this match up the Milky Way.
0: I'll give this matchup the the superstar from Mario. It's invincible. It'd be like the
4: Rainbow Row theme song plays <laughs> all over this matchup. That's how much this got with Kenny Omega and Okada because it was in the Tokyo Dome, and it was better than Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Fuck you. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm saying it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. I love the matchup, but it was not better than any of those matches.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. We go back to the CM Punk thing. CM Punk, you know, is going to be at Starcast three. CM Punk, CM Punk. Okay, he's announced for Starcast three. Rumor mills flying all over the place. We've even discussed it on here. Punk coming in at all out, or or even on the first episode of TNT for AEW.
4: Well, I've heard, um, and, and and I thought I saw something. That like Cody said that he'll probably go to WWE
0: Yes And this is part of what uh, is discussed on here um, There was an article uh, That was written uh, was CM Punk Made the statement that He was offered a contract to AEW right. A couple of times But the way it was offered He didn't feel it was professional Because they offered it via text message And there was no real number involved So So Okay, so Cody talks about, he thinks that CM Punk might be going to WWE. But at the same time, he also says, I feel Punk's words were misquoted. I know a bunch of us have talked to him a couple of times. I have texted him, but at least one of us has seen him in person and made an offer. With that being said, he tweeted this. And then the guy who wrote this article came on and said, He was not misquoted, and someone asked why. He goes, because I'm the one who interviewed him and wrote the article. So Mr. Meltzer gets a message from somebody in uh, the news media world, uh, a reporter or whatnot, who tells him to just a friendly talk with Cody, because I know he's new to this, to never say anybody in the news media or any reporter or interviewer misquoted someone because for an upstart company like that it's a bad uh, thing for them to have that on them from the news media especially when they're trying to grow the brand so yeah
5: huh? yeah
0: (laughs) that's what I said who gives a crap
4: I don't understand how legit I'm going opposite of Christopher. I don't nobody understand the words that just came out of your mouth What?
0: Yeah. So basically
4: so wait a minute so 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 we're worried about pissing off a news journalist.
0: Yeah, who posted uh something on the internet about CM Punk and Cody saying you misquoted him and he's like oh well
4: Correction. He let Dave. He was yeah,
0: and, and let Dave Meltzer tell him otherwise. What? That's what I didn't understand. Like, why'd you send it to Dave Meltzer? Cody's on the internet. Why didn't you just send him the message and be like, "Hey, you may want to be careful to not say you miss somebody misquoted somebody. It could rub off wrong in the news media, and, and you know the people trying to help boost your brand and everything. But you send it to Dave Meltzer." A man who is synonymous with BS in the wrestling business. Beyond. Yeah, uh, beyond
4: six stars. <laughs> so, that's what I don't get. It says storylines are going to happen, and I'm sitting there just like, there are people in WWE currently that work there that don't know what they're doing day in and day out. How is it that you know what they're doing?
0: Yeah, this is true. Or, or your commentary on uh, what, in Japan. What does
4: it matter if he pissed off a reporter saying he misquoted
0: something it's professional wrestling it's not like it's the freaking white house and you know donald Trump sitting there saying i think you it's misquoted not like
4: me. we haven't always we, it, you know because wrestling has always been such a media darling i mean a media
0: journalist yeah. darling and, and here's that. the thing is i looked at this and and not to jump you know over to something different but Trump's looking at reporters going, you're fake news and you're fake news. And nobody's saying squat to him, but all of a sudden Cody Rhodes says somebody was misquoted, and all of a sudden he's the bad guy. Wow!
4: Well, first of all. I'm not bringing before, the political in. Yeah, I was just, about to say. But before, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, no, I'm telling listeners out there if I get any Trump tweets or anything like that or Facebook posts on that, I'm just going to be like, nope, you're blocked. Like,
0: or just forward it to Chris. And I'll be like, okay. Too. That's but it was crazy. just it was just an example I was using because... He's hated already. Yeah. <sighs> it was just an example I was using. I wasn't trying to go political on it. It's just the fact that I find it funny that we make a big uproar because Cody said... Uh, he no, was well, we're it.
4: not making a big up. I don't see anyone making a big uproar about it except Dave Meltzer.
0: Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. What would the mainframe say about this? <sighs> mm, does not compute. <laughs>
4: okay, too all right, well, never mind then. Well, I I don't know what, there's nothing to say about it. There's nothing this. to say about Who cares? it. cares? But I, it, to it's, me, it, it's not like, okay, oh, so that one journalist bashes him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like he hasn't, That they haven't got like Forbes list, ESPN covering them and everything like And that. here's
0: even the bigger, sadder part with the Dave Meltzer bit is that Every time somebody says they do believe that CM Punk is going to take an offer or something, he's the first one to spot up and be like, "No. He's not."
4: No, mm. I actually talked to someone. He's not going to be in Chicago. He's going to be in Illin or he's going to be in Las Vegas that night. He's going to do the Sin City bit for a night or some shit like that in fact I've actually heard that he's going to not be on straight edge anymore he's actually going to break that for a night uh, and it's actually going to be a storyline, they're going to shoot it and it's not going to be for WWE and it's not going to be for AEW it's going to be for the UFC and it's going to be him challenging Brock Lesnar out there so that we can have that fight in UFC and draw big money
0: yeah no that ain't (laughs) happening
4: if that happened
0: Let's just say, like, in a weird world, that happened. I'm just saying, did I nail it right there? Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it perfectly. But let's just say, if that comes true, swear to God, somebody needs to give you freaking royalties. Nobody needs to call Dana White and be like,
4: yeah, he booked that shit months ago. Right, right. (laughs) I, I gave you that idea, motherfucker. Pay me. You don't pay your... It, but Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> that's Chatter City. Anyway. <laughs> <Wrong. laughs> Touche on the plug there. All right? Anyways, but... Like Bluetooth. I, I,
1: just, I,
4: I Oh, God, no. We are not starting this program off like they did on What Happened When. No. Nope. No, anyways. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, here's the thing. I, I just... That's just, I'm not even going to comment on it. Yeah, there's nothing to comment on. There's nothing to comment on it. It's not going to do anything. AEW is about to do all out, and it's about to set the wrestling world on fire in more than one way. I don't know what, we don't know what's going to happen that night. We don't know who's going to show up. We don't know if there's going to be some new members of the roster. We don't know if CM Punk is going to be there. We know he's going to be at StarCast, and you heard it from Conrad Thompson himself. Not only that, but he's not going to be
0: the only one there. We also got the announcement that the weapon of Sass Destruction, Effie, going I to be there.
4: I did see that Effie's going to be there. Congratulations to Effie. He'll be at Viral Pro Wrestling, of course. On, I think it's. I think he'll be a part of Infection. I I I can't remember. I'm not sure.
0: Don't misquote that. But yeah, yeah. don't
4: misquote that. But I know that he will be a part of Starcast. That's going to be amazing. Effie is, dude. That is one of the most talented son of a bitches I've ever seen in my life. Excuse
0: his language again. He just has this uh, Tourette syndrome going on tonight.
4: Shut. (laughs) (laughs) Ruin. Oh Oh, no, that's my bitch. <laughs> I want royalties on that. That'll be a T-shirt, mother okay, <laughs> anyway, no,
0: no, I'm just joking. You get it on shoptnbstudios.ga,
4: right? <laughs> Talk about your plugs. Oh. Anyways, but I, I just I, AEW is going to premiere on TNT, and it's going to be fine. Yep. But yes, Effie though being at Starcast and everything like that, that that's amazing. I'm looking forward to that. There's gonna be a lot of stuff going on at Starcast that weekend. What I want to know is when AEW is gonna get that type of event to where other independents are going to, you know, go on that weekend as well, like they do for WrestleMania and Summerslam. Which yeah, I haven't heard anything. Well, there is stuff going on for Summerslam. because ROH is already doing something there. <laughs> um, I don't know who else is doing there, but there'll probably be like a lot. But I'm wondering like if like the next all out or something like that or maybe even this all out like there will just be some last minute events in Chicago with yeah. a bunch of independent promotions and just stuff running like that. That, right, right like, 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 seriously when are they going to get to that level oh I think
0: they're already reaching that level Probably. it's getting to that point Oh, it definitely. Um, well, speaking is. of Ring of Honor, you had mentioned something that uh they're doing with the Honor Club. Now, or they're talking about doing with the Honor Club.
4: Oh, I did. I I read this on um on uh, in an article not done by any wrestling promotion, but like done by uh ROH, uh-huh. not promotion, uh dirt cheap fuckers whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave um, Meltzer. Yeah, right. But I I did read something about that. I I read like um Ring of Honor is going to do uh, where for Honor Club members you don't have to wait for the episode to come out a week after or you don't have to wait for them to like edit it and stuff like that. No, they're going to do live events on Honor Club in their entirety. So like, so like the TV uh, filming that we went to in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're going to show that in its entirety on the Honor Club. Nice. Nice. That'll be
0: different. That's actually something completely different from anything in the wrestling business at the moment.
4: But it is. Do you think it's a good strategy to get
0: some more people on
4: Honor Club? I'm not really sure.
0: I mean, it'll give you the live experience feel in the comfort of your own home, so to speak. It's not the same as being there. But you get to experience well, what somebody is. Well, obviously, but you
4: get to see what it's like, and then like, hey, I want to go to that.
0: Yeah. So when they
4: come into town
0: and everything, I, I like guess it's something we'll just have to wait and see how it pans out and if it's worth it. I mean, you have the Honor Club, so you'll be the first. Well, one to tell
4: they it. make it seem. See, here's the problem with like Ring of Honor when people talk about it, right? Like the the show that they had in like Portland, Oregon, where they barely drew a crowd and everything like that. Like they had to tape off you know, stuff for TV and whatnot. Okay, I get that. But here's the thing. Like, that's Portland, Oregon. Like, and they make it seem like, oh, they're drawing bad houses all over the place when it's just like, no. Like, they go to North Carolina and they draw a good crowd. Yeah, I mean, nobody in
0: Oregon likes to come out because it's raining all the time.
4: Well, I don't know about that or whatnot, but I'm not talking about that, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, they have places where they draw good crowds and, and stuff like that. Do they draw Madison Square Garden crowds right now? No. no. And let's be honest, the reason that it sold out Madison Square Garden is because people thought that the Bucks and Cody and stuff like that were going to be there. Yeah. Which none of them were there. Yeah. Because they're all AEW now. Exactly. Stuff exactly like that. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Like... I think that this is a good strategy for uh, uh, Ring of Honor. I almost said AEW. I think it's good because their partnership just ended with uh, the uh, NWA. Yeah, which we talked like we we haven't mentioned you know that we haven't thing. fully
0: talked about it. We we had a uh, touch and go moment with it last week. So, but yeah, uh, for them to you know part ways with the NWA.
4: But here's the thing, just because <laughs> that they part ways. That's not a bad thing. No. Not necessarily. That doesn't... Like, they even said it through the dirt sheets. They're like, the relationship is still open. Like, yeah. Like, they're still going to do stuff with each other. Well,
0: well, here's the thing, is that it just means that either promotion doesn't have to rely on the other as much to build up momentum.
4: Exactly. So. Exactly. So now you have to do... You know, and and ROH has got some major players. Yes, are, are they people do. People who could be major players, like and Roosh, Roosh is over like crazy. He is,
0: and and the same thing with the NWA. I mean, they just got Eli Drake. E
4: Eli
0: Drake. And they have James Storm, who's Shut the up, uh, Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I walked into that.
4: Yes, oh. you did. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm I'm quitting. I'm done. It's, it's over. Like you
4: walked in missy.
0: Anyway. Walked into Missy High. Missy Scarlett. Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, she walked into a CDX. So, son
4: you of son a- of a <laughs> son of a. But I, 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 yeah, I, I still wish so much success for that company, ROH. I, I, I want AEW to succeed, and I'm all about Miss May Ew right now. Um, but I want. ROH to succeed because I've always thought that they're the little engine that could. Yes. They have produced legit some of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and some of the best wrestling talent has come through their doors. Exactly. So. Brian Danielson and Nigel McGinn is still to this day. And then we will cover this matchup in full one day. Yeah. But like the unified matchup between those two... That is still one of the great. I I didn't see. I've never seen a matchup that good in WCW, except NWA or something. Right, right, right. Maybe, but like I I haven't seen. I've definitely never seen a matchup that good in WWE. No, you never will. Absolutely not. And and both of them worked there. Yeah. I mean, one of them's retired and one of them's still going and everything (laughs) like that. But that's beside the point. Both of them worked there. So. I've, I've just always wanted that and, and when I saw their show in Atlanta I really wanted them to succeed I was like right. this is amazing everyone needs to watch this this is actually good and that was when we didn't have the Bucks and Cody like I didn't get those guys we got a bunch of people I didn't think are that big of draws necessarily but they, but they put on a show like they were yeah Like the like the Nick Aldis and PJ Black match I was just like I wouldn't necessarily think that they would draw that big But man they put on a hell of a matchup And it was definitely an old school Like NWA style matchup Mixed with like modern wrestling mm-hmm. And it was amazing But is this a sign though That the NWA Is getting ready For it's own Stuff.
0: And I do believe that's the case. I do believe that the NWA is getting ready to come back in full swing, which is great. I mean, uh, it's been a long time coming. Billy Corgan is really. really, What do they have planned? Yeah, that's the question. That begs the question. What do they have? Because
4: AEW is already on the place that would carry NWA. And who's to say? Who is to say that they didn't? have negotiations with them before. This is true. But here's the other thing.
0: There is another Turner station where NWA started. TBS. Bingo. But
4: it's still TNT. It or, TN- well, it's, it's still, still Turner, Turner network. network. But it's two separate stations. How I, yeah, but I don't see I don't see one promotion being happy with that. Here's the here's the thing about it though. And if you look
0: at the way the Turner stations are set up, each one runs independently from the other. TBS runs independently from TNT. Yeah, Cartoon is Network
4: more, is, a, is a comedy network. It's more
0: comedy, and uh, it does have some reality-based stuff to it. But at the same time... It's
4: definitely comedy, though.
0: Yeah, that's it, it where their tagline is. Very funny. Um, but <laughs> who's to say that they can't have a serious tone with N.W.A. on Saturday Well, Well,
4: which, I mean, that would be great. I just, I don't... I don't know that's a very that's a very tricky. Yeah, it is. It's a very it's, very it's a very th- but there's other networks too. Exactly. And I believe so, I believe a lot of, See here's what's going to happen is when TNT shows that it's successful with AEW launching it. By the way, here's how much AE here's how much TNT, I should say, believes in AEW. There was a shot of someone uh listening on XM radio and it had um it had AEW on TNT live Wednesday, October second. I went, oh my god, they're launching it like they're they're playing commercials on XM radio. They've got commercials playing during the NBA finals. They've got uh, commercials going on all throughout the day. Yep, not just like one time a day, but they've got all throughout the fucking day, and it's just it's insane right now. So they truly believe in this product right now everything like that so and that's good for them but then if you add in TBS at the same time who is owned by the same people I just, I don't know if I would go down that slope but I don't know but what I'm thinking is, is that they're going to show how successful they are with the launch of AEW on TNT and then other stations are going to go well, Fox is going to have Smackdown on there now I don't care if WWE sucks right now. The minute you launch on Fox, you're gonna have a. It's gonna. Ha, it's gonna get pretty successful again. Yes. And everything like that. How successful we don't know, but when you do that, it's gonna gain an even bigger audience.
5: Mm-hmm. And then
4: you're gonna have like AEW and stuff like that over here, and then there are gonna be other networks that are gonna be. Hey. What is this wrestling thing? We need to get involved in it. Uh, okay, so WWE's taken up by Fox and USA. AEW's taken up by TNT. NWA. Okay, that that's one we could look at that one. Yeah. But wait a minute, they they might be taken by then or something like that, or they you might still be have. Enough. But wait a minute, here is ROH. They're owned by Sinclair. We can get them out of that. That's cool. Well, here's ROH. Here's Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Here's. PWX, even if it's still going, then mm-hmm. you know. Here's all of this other stuff. Hey, we could launch our own wrestling, you know, thing. You know, like a TV station could do that again. You might think that that's bad on like the surface and from like past stuff with Turner and stuff like that doing it, but who knows? Yeah, the the landscape has changed a lot when it comes to
5: the it professional definitely has. And
0: speaking of Impact. Um, one of the things that they did, because they, they launched a uh, Global Wrestling Network app, which is now Impact Plus. Impact Plus. Yes. And they have an event coming up as well uh, this Friday, actually. Well, it, it'll be this past Friday. We're recording this early, but it'll be this past Friday um, on Impact Plus. So this is like something a little different.
4: Well, haven't they been doing that for a while? I think now? they've
0: done that. They had the exclusive events on there. Exactly. Plus it's Unbreakable, I think, is the name of the event. That's funny. Wasn't there already a pay-per-view with TNA that was that? I think so. But, I mean, they're doing their thing, and and from what I'm hearing, there's talks that they're going to be looking for a new network. Because, let's face it, you can't do anything on a hunting network. Wrestling doesn't belong there. Why did it go there in the first place? Well, that and no one has it in the first place. Yeah, so. but there's a matchup that's going to be taking place on this event that a lot of people in the wrestling community are buzzing about. And it features don't our fun-loving, spitting man, Sammy Callahan. Don't say it. Uh, versus Tessa Blanchard. Okay. Um, Baby! Oh, my God. I had to do it. I had to. It's, it's it's part of my stick, man. If I don't do it, Tessa won't come in here and beat me up eventually.
4: I'm going to allow it just for that fact. <laughs> but Anyways. This,
0: this matchup is number one contendership, the Impact Wrestling Championship.
4: What? They're actually doing it? Yeah.
0: And they already did a thing on social media where they showed video of Tessa Blanchard transitioning into intergender wrestling. And it started with her wrestling Joey Ryan on a
4: one-night-only event. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. All right. I mean... If anyone is the perfect face to do it right now, she would be it yeah, I
0: guess well she does it like her dad in the face. oh my God, now she definitely she's gonna her kill her head
5: head head me I'm gonna if her boyfriend it.
0: doesn't do it first oh uh, okay, whatever anyways, so but yeah, this is history in the making uh to a certain degree.
4: Well, I mean, is it good is it bad I don't know if it's I can't tell. I'm looking forward to it because the yeah. matches have been awesome. But now it looks like you're just you found something that's hot. Now you're trying to run it into the ground. Yeah, they did that with the aces and eights. Now they did that with the Eddie Edwards
0: ball bat situation with Sammy Callahan. Yeah, that they did. Now Sammy Callahan is like uber heel, and Eddie Edwards is Tommy Dreamer 2.0. Oh, uh, well, he, he's Tommy Dreamer and Man's love child.
4: People. Okay, so. If, like, like I swear I, I saw him like biting someone recently. Or well, something he used like to be that. one of the wolves. Come on, <laughs> the American Wolves was actually a good tag team that didn't need freaking all these stupid vignettes and everything. I like mean, that. I
0: really want Impact to kind of change the way it, they're 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 focusing on things. And one of the things
4: I did see because they wanted okay, to look like Lucha so, Underground. So, yeah, that's sad. Um, but here's the other thing about Lucha it. Construction underground is no longer exists. No,
0: but uh, here's another thing. I saw. I saw a promo on social media, and they showed this guy walking through the woods with a shovel. It's for Impact, and he starts digging up a hole. And then the hole, there's a like a burlap sack, and he pull reaches in, pulls out the burlap sack, and it's this chain linked headgear. And you see the guy walk so chains up. Chains is coming out. <laughs> no, this is an actual wrestler. Oh, um, terrible! Sorry about that. Uh, but here's what the are thing: going that far he, are you? He dick? walks off camera, and the camera's pointed Pints. up. <laughs> Touche. Um, but the camera's pointing up at the sky, and the next thing you see is a face come over the camera with this headgear on, and. I slowed it down just to see who it was because it was so quick. And it's Petey Williams. Uh,
4: so, big uh, Petey, little Petey pump or what? Yeah. That. Um, yeah. So, next week, we are going to talk about... Right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, uh, we'll talk more about wrestling news and everything like that. I have nothing else to say, folks. Um, yeah. So that's what's going yeah. on in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, it's a weird world. So bro. It is. Let so, me tell you. Good net- God, we've got pregnant women and champions. <laughs> we've got chain link fence coming down. Wait till it. Wait till it's Scott Steiner's voice like in freaking um, Friday the Thirteenth. Like, <laughs> like, like, like big pity pump. Third, take out there. Take out them people one by one, and then take them around the access, around the moon and then go over to Shonies and get them <laughs> five <fun>, friggin'. <laughs> Make sure to leave a tip, thirty, thirty, thirty percent of whatever the bill is, and don't get a, don't get no damn drink. And then we've got. Shit falling down on <laughs> right. Rage <he> slips
5: out and
4: then he slips out of because he's covering oil. <laughs>
0: like nothing happened. and we got I'm, we I, got we got Tessa Blanchard taking on the guy who spits. <laughs> Speaking of which, make
4: sure you check out TMB to get some merch.
0: March shop TMB
4: Studios. Because Sammy Callahan ain't coming to wrestle. Tessa Blanchard, baby! Oh, I'm sorry. That's Adam Cole. Never mind. <laughs> really anyway, rest in peace. But <laughs> Jeremiah, Cra- Jeremiah Crane is coming to wrestle Tessa Blanchard. See you at Unbreakable, you little punk-ass little bitch.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going a different... Sammy Callahan has not got any merch on TMB Street. That's my stick shit. Hey, Yo, know, kiss anyway. my grits. You know... <laughs> Caleb, I need you to kind of calm it down a bit because you're you're not producing this show correctly. You're supposed to be more calm. Ain't you supposed to be working the lights or something? Aren't you supposed to be on the control board? Suck my ass. We'll do that later, but right now we're on a to run. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to do it right because I'm not teaching you this again. I swear to God, if you don't do this right, I'm so sick and tired of you doing this, Caleb. This is just pathetic. (laughs) God, what are you? What do you think this is? AWF? This isn't AWF. This is TMB. And what um, kind of name was that? I didn't come up with that name. That was right. somebody. That was Chris Dickens. He sucks.
4: Okay, folks, we'll be right <laughs> back after a word from the TMB studios. And on the other side, we've got the international superstars. Don't go away. There better be an advertisement for Flatline. Shut up.
6: The infection returns. August 10th, as Viral Pro Wrestling presents Infection 4. In the main event, the galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy, challenges the revolutionary Darius Lockhart for the VPW Championship. Impact and NXT superstar, the bearded outlaw James Storm, returns to face Anthony Henry. Plus, Six more action-packed matches, including a massive Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match. August 10th at Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia. Tickets start at only $11 and can be purchased at vpw.ticketbud.com. Don't miss out on the biggest title match in Georgia wrestling history. Viral Pro Wrestling. Get Infected. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios.
4: Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Caleb Stovall, and I have with me right now a team that I have been looking forward to talking to for quite a while. Uh, they are the International Superstars, which consists... Of Blanco Loco, Joey Osborne, The Dream Girl Ellie, and Zach Cooper. Guys, welcome to the Stoveball Wrestling Network. How's it going? Hi.
5: Hello.
4: Uh, It's going good. So what what are y'all up to right now? Because I know y'all do a lot of traveling. Uh, So are y'all on the road right now? Or uh, what are y'all doing?
2: Um, Currently, we're at ACW. And uh, Zach's getting ready to have a death match against Death Proof Aaron Epic. Oh! Oh my God! <laughs>
0: yeah, that's gonna be something to look forward to seeing. That's very much. Wow! Yeah, I'm
4: excited. Yay! <laughs> well, I bet <laughs> he basically just had that like reaction of like, "I'm gonna die." Yes, that's
6: kind of what he said to you the
1: other day. That's to what I said, yeah, I've, been, that's... "I've been talking about dying for this match for, like three weeks now," so
2: that's that's what well, your that's your natural reaction to every match, pretty much. Yay, yeah, 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 I'm gonna die. Why not?
4: Yeah. <laughs> You're in a death match. Woo.
5: <laughs>
4: that is awesome. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I've got to ask you guys, um, because when you look at uh, the four of y'all, you know, if, if you look on paper, you know, you guys look totally different from each other. Like, like it, it looks like, you know, I, like how did y'all come to form, uh, I guess, this unit of y'all's?
2: Uh, I mean, originally just started off with me and Joey Osborne. Um, I was beating the hell out of each other for months upon months upon months. And then uh, finally we just got tired of beating each other up, so we decided to beat other people up together.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <You're not wrong. laughs> That's usually you how it works. Work. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much how it works. Um, uh, and then, then I, I go into your comment about how all of us look different. That's what makes this team so good. You know, we've got Zach who is like, behemoth he's a behemoth he's a brick bleep house as we say in england i won't <laughs> swear because i might get punched by blanco you've got me who's <laughs> technical you've got blanco who is like high flying as all hell, and then you have eddie who quite obviously is a female but she what? also yeah, no. yeah she i'm also not touching that because the guys. last
0: time ellie was anywhere near me she almost beat the crap out of me
6: <laughs> She wrestles the guys and she made some tap
2: yeah i'll just Michael. say she
6: just made chance
2: riser tap uh this past saturday and uh <laughs> Palmetto Championship Wrestling. I was there. Oh,
6: really? Wow. Way to go, Ellie. (laughs) Thanks. She's our security on the road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm guessing, like, like, like she's the brains behind all of y'all. She's LeBron. You didn't just hear (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me sorry <laughs>
5: excuse me sorry
6: it's a four-person effort let's keep it yeah. correct like that <laughs>
3: it's like a 10 <laughs> 10 en- uh, foot i'm 70 percent
4: of that that is that is tremendous i've also noticed uh uh loco you like to pull out pikachu a lot as well oh, when <laughs> how the hell <laughs> a, did that start uh,
2: well i i am a I'm a nerd of nerds, so I'm definitely (laughs) anime, manga, comics, all that good stuff, so it just, honestly, it just kind of happened by mistake one day, where, like, I just thought like, I'm I'm gonna come out Pikachu and see what happens, and it just, you know, having a crowd of, like, 400 plus people just start chanting Pikachu, just like, like, (laughs) screw it, why not, you know, we'll just go and see how, how, how it goes, and I mean, it just got it got over so well. I mean, everybody loves Pikachu. You can't not yeah. like Pikachu. I tolerate I do it,
6: pretty well. it. You tolerate tolerate <laughs> yeah. so like you.
2: You'll
6: tolerate it. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Every promo. <laughs> uh,
4: you know, I. I well, that's I a feel picture like for someone in the crowd too. That's got like a Pokemon Go, and, and they see the Pikachu. There it is, right there.
3: That's Blanco.
5: <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's. That's me <laughs> that most of
4: the time. Wow.
5: <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, that's great. I'm never going to look at it the same again. (laughs) Have you seen Detective Pikachu? Uh, I have. It's the greatest movie ever. How did I not know that was going to be the answer?
2: (laughs) Well, okay, it's the second greatest movie of all time. The first greatest movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: Yes, (laughs) that's a definite. Not going to argue with you on that one. (laughs) That is that is
6: tremendous. I will not argue that point. What's your favorite, Zach? Oh, Brothers is the Step greatest Joey, oh. what do you got? Uh, probably Superman the movie from nineteen seventy eight. Oh, oh yeah, oh, was <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, God. RoboCop. No. Oh, yes. RoboCop, because <laughs>
6: he's a robot. Get out! Get Get out. out. Get Get
4: out. He dislikes it when RoboCop showed up in WCW.
6: Then,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. were, you, were you in alive when that happened? Were we alive?
3: I don't think I was. You weren't
1: alive. I don't think so. I was
3: born in 1908. <laughs> That's so That just made alive. us
1: all feel old. Right? Uh,
4: Jesus. No, 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 no. If anyone is old, it's your ass. Hey, okay? watch it now, okay? <laughs> just because I can
0: remember when Ric Flair fell in a, came out of the helicopter for a freaking Great American Bash <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean anything.
3: I've seen no, that, that doesn't... if that helps. Yeah, I definitely. Just love not alive. I was not
5: alive.
4: <laughs> I was, unfortunately. <laughs> I was just being born when Robocop came
5: in. When did to, Robocop to do, come to do out that now?
4: angle? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, man.
3: That's
1: great.
4: Well, Well, so um, so I've noticed that you guys do a lot of stuff with uh, AML Wrestling. Um, How is AML Wrestling these days? Oh,
2: it's amazing. I mean, just this past Saturday, I mean, or Sunday, I'm sorry. God, days mixed up around the road so much. (laughs) But uh, on Sunday, Steve Carino himself showed up to – be revealed as the mysterious guy sending us CW Anderson as the emails. It's on Show up. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, was, so think wow. about that. You have NXT guys showing up at AML. I mean, I'm just saying. Nice. That's not nice. top tier quality company. I mean, and let's let's be honest. I mean, honestly, I mean, we've been there for what four shows now. Yeah, I believe so. You know, four. Yeah, four shows. And I mean, ever since we started at AML, I mean, Brian Hawks and Tracy Myers and Josh Gary. I mean, they've been incredible to us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're probably one of the top companies to work for in the Carolinas, to be honest with you. Um, no. I mean, they have a show coming up on August 31st called uh, Ladies Night Out, and it's going to crown the first ever uh, women's champion. And they're going to have uh, Miss Velvet Sky and Joey, Joey's personal crush, Miss Angelina Love.
5: Nice. And
2: Miss Ellie's going to be a part of that tournament. <laughs> wow.
6: Nice. I was in my late. Teens, all right. I was in my late teens. <laughs> hey, well, no arguing. You got the crush on Angelina
0: Love. Uh, I'm a Velvet Sky guy myself. No, you are. Not. Okay, okay see, I'm a gonna... Tessa Blanchard baby guy. Okay. Oh,
5: I'm just I know saying. It's Adam Adams Cole, Cole is gonna be
0: there.
2: peace. <laughs> hey, you, there? you can meet Velvet Sky.
0: I mean, she'll be there. Oh, don't don't tempt me, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tempt Blake Collins, because 'cause no,
5: he'll. Wrong hey, great. Yeah, I mean,
2: they've got they, hey, – they've they hey, been hey, bringing talent from all over the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they what now?
2: They've been bringing te- girls from all over the world. they got Thunder Rosa, Jordan Grace, Dream Girl nice. uh, Ellie, Harlow. I mean, they got a bunch Sierra. of great talent. And I
0: said, well, just knowing just how tough Ellie up. is, I don't think she'll have an issue getting through that tournament. No problems. Oh, no. I
1: don't think so either. <laughs> I am pressure,
5: Right, no, fr-
1: no, no pressure, pressure <laughs> You got to blow me, win it. If you lose in the first round, you're out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that <not> <laughs> I
1: don't I don't know. I don't work, guys. Nice. And and uh, here, here's a question that I have. Um,
4: y'all are in. Uh, y'all are in another tournament, uh, right? Um, is it is it uh, OV or what is it? OVW? OWE? Go
0: okay, O W E
4: Yeah, I-, I couldn't
0: remember. He yeah, watched one that. Y'all yeah, can get to him later on. Of course. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's the uh, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment UK Tag Team Tournament and the Women's Tournament. Wow. Wow. Myself and Zach are going to be in the Tag Team Tournament, and Miss Ellie is going for the Women's Championship. And uh, we're not going to disclose what tournament Joey's going to be in, but uh, it's going to be a surprise.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Y'all just doing major things, just making your name all over. Wow,
4: man, that's (laughs) awesome. That's the goal. We're trying. Yeah. How did you and um? How did you and Joey uh Blanco come to like, you know, make this great tag team though? Like, like I guess, like, like how do y'all work so well together?
5: I, I
4: mean,
2: it's hard sometimes. I mean, it's just at first we didn't really we couldn't really get our legs underneath us. It was like this tag team was like a baby giraffe when it's first born, just kind of fumbling everywhere. We didn't know what to do, how to do it, you know. I mean, I, I had, like, an idea because I had been in tag teams before. But, right. I mean, Joey, Joey's been like, one or, one or two, just but in just in one tag in like team. And three
6: months. And it was only, it was only
2: for, like, a three-month period, I mean. But, I mean, we just kind of, you know, we learned by trial by error, you know. I mean, we went out there, did some things, see how it worked. If it didn't work, we, we itched it and tried something else. And I mean, it, it took a while. I mean, then, you know, with the addition of Ellie and then the addition of Zach, I mean, it just made us that much stronger as a unit. Um, I mean, we've got now. It's to the point where we're literally finishing each other's sentences.
4: Our fluidity is just unmatched at this point. It's
3: kind of scary.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, that sense. would
4: pretty be pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like I've seen like videos on Facebook too of like uh, you, I guess your road stories and everything like that. I saw one where you were going through the playlist and you played like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as one of the, the songs. Oh man. <laughs> I think we lost Power Rangers. I don't
3: know. Yes. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. I got no power. That's <laughs> old for I
4: don't know that is. Well, if I could? I want to ask uh, Dream Girl Ellie real quick. How did you uh, get into the business uh, and everything um, like that?
3: Oh God. Um, okay. So I have technically four brothers, and growing up, that's kind of all they started like watching. So I kind of started right. watching it, and when I first saw it, I thought it was the stupidest thing i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) i was just like what what what's kind of happening here and i just kept watching and watching and then i grew to love it and then i was like 13 or 14 i decided i wanted to do it and then i started training once i turned 18 and then once i turned 19 i moved to tampa and i met the two weirdest people in the world (laughs) Hi. Hi. <laughs> and then I asked, well they kind of asked me If I wanted to go on the road with them To a show And then a year and a half later Almost, or just a year later
5: about a year
3: Yeah, later. about a year later They haven't gotten rid of me yet so Well like got they got said, the you're channel. the muscle
0: So they need somebody to, you
4: know Make sure they're protected, right
3: You're welcome guys by the
4: way. <laughs> You're welcome you <laughs> <Well>, so- <laughs> From first-hand experience, you know, watching it then as a child and, you know, being in the business now, how do you think uh, women's wrestling has grown in today's uh, business and everything like that?
3: I remember when I was watching it that it was kind of a joke and it used to be the quote unquote bathroom break. So right. the fact that it's become like a respected, I don't know to, division. yeah, division things or like a respected division and people take it serious. That was really cool. And now I get to beat up dudes because of it. And <laughs> Kind of nice. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah, That's always nice when you can do that, right? <laughs>
3: it's, a, it's a blast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me, uh, let, let me ask uh, Zach Cooper uh, there. How did you get into the business and how did you come to like meet these guys?
1: So I got into the business about when I was 15 years old and I met Blanco Loco when I was a commentator. Uh, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I was just going out there and commentating ma- matches and thinking I knew what I was doing. And then when I went over to college at Florida Atlantic University, I had uh, gotten a football position with them and had started coaching football. And then, long story short, after uh, after a new coach came in and kind of you know, made some changes. I decided that that was time for me to go, and uh, I ended up getting back into wrestling after talking really seriously to Blanco about you know getting back and potentially just riding with them. And you know, I had you know I bought my first set of real gear and some boots, and it was it was really really bad. It was terrible, it was terrible. absolutely it was terrible. terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. And uh, long story short, uh, a few months of you know evolving and. Uh, a few months of trying to find my pure self uh, throughout wrestling. Uh, long story short, I made a gear change. I made a weight change and, you know, cut a lot of weight down about 90 pounds now. And then uh, started having some killer matches. And Blanco and Joey and Ella kind of had like a, a group vote. And boom, here I am. I tried getting ready, but it didn't work. Oh, yeah. Tell- no, you didn't. The first first <laughs> of all, the original group vote was,
2: hey, should we add Zach? My, my exact answer was no.
3: Yeah, Joey and I were on board. <laughs> <work. laughs>
5: that helps. <laughs>
6: oh, no. We don't need a fourth member Exactly. <laughs> no. See, that's,
2: that's, what the thing, that, that's what makes us different. That would be 100% fair. Oh, snap. <laughs> Is we don't add members to our group just to add members, you know? Right. Like, Dream Girl, like, Ellie didn't become, like, an official member for, like, probably six, seven months after she was riding with us, you know? And she had to earn that. And Zach was the same way. Zach just got back into wrestling, and he hadn't found it himself yet. So it's like, why add somebody that doesn't add something to the group? Yeah. You know, and right. I, and then he, you know, like I said, he did all the weight loss. started having really good matches, started traveling more. And then he wanted to be a part of it. And now we've been a group for eight months. About eight months. About eight months. months, right. about eight months. Yeah. And within an eight-month time period, our group is probably one of the most well-known factions. In wrestling right now and you know we're going over to the UK you know what I'm saying we got some other stuff coming up that we can't really discuss right now you know and it's just it's been a crazy ride so far and I can't wait to kill it over into, in England
4: yeah awesome well then you know I, I just asked uh Ellie and Zach how they got into the business uh Joey how did you get uh into the business you know your experience must have been different you know growing up on the international side
6: um My friends at school used to watch the WWF back in 2001. Uh, My first viewing of WWF was uh, Sunday Night Heat. It was a rerun from uh, SmackDown at The Rock Against Big Show to Wrestle Kurt Angle at No Way Out 2001. So from then I kind of got hooked. Um, My dad has two older children from a uh, previous marriage and they bought me tickets for a Raw Live event. Just after Eddie Guerrero died in 2007, I believe it was, um, we got there late to the show because traffic in England is absolutely dreadful, especially in Manchester. Um, so when we got there, Sean Benjamin versus Carlito was already going on in the ring. And I walked in when uh, Carlito gave Shelton a drop kick and the noise it made just kind of had me hooked. Uh, and about... Probably six months later, I found a training school when I was at college in England, which we call a uh, university. Uh, we're a little bit different and awkward like that. Um, I found a training school, FCW in Dudley. I went and started training there. Uh, and then four years after debuting, I moved to Norwich and I lived with and trained with the Knight family, who are probably better known as the parents of Paige. In fact, they're actually better known now as the family of Fighting with My Family, the movie that just came out this past summer. Wow.
2: Time. Wow. Pick up your, your copy of the DVD.
6: Pick it up now. Available <laughs> <laughs> <Made laughs> from all good DVD outlets. <laughs> wow. wow. From
2: That's from- a- Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> There's one blockbuster in the world
4: left. Is
3: wow. there? Yeah. where should go? I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, so did, did you, um, I, I, you were throwing out a lot of, you know, WWE events and stuff like that. Did you ever get into the European style of wrestling
5: over there?
6: Um, yeah, I did. I was fortunate enough to be able to go and wrestle in France, Poland. Uh, France, I did twice. No, three times, sorry. So uh, a couple of times I was over there. I was doing tag team tournaments with my former tag team partner. And uh, we wrestled two French teams, which was, you know, very interesting. Their style is the same as ours, but obviously trying to do a match with them is, you know, kind of awkward because there's a slight language barrier there. So, I mean, the European style and the English style are very, very similar. I think they were kind of based off the uh, similar rules, like way back in the day, Lord Mount Evans rules, I believe they're called, which is the round system with uh, having someone come to the ring with you, carrying like a water bottle, a bucket, a towel, you know, all that good stuff.
4: Right. Do you think that uh, European wrestling is, is represented, uh, I guess, more heavy uh, nowadays than it was, I guess, back then or something like that? Like, say, even five years ago, for that matter?
6: I think so, yeah. I think with, you know, people like Zack Sabre Jr. like really bursting onto the scene, uh, British Strong Style as well, you know, they've got that whole, uh, what's the word I'm for, uh, aura about them that, you know, when they hit you, they are actually knocking your block off, you know, or trying to knock your head off your shoulders. So, I mean, it has been uh, stereotyped a lot as, you know, a much uh, stiffer constant to work on. I know a lot of people, when me and Blanco are going to tag against them, they'll be, you know, once or twice, it's been, you know, asked, are you stiff because you're from England? No, I'm not stiff because I'm from England. Uh, <laughs> I've got to go move my truck. I will be back in two seconds. I'm blocking the fire exit. I'll be okay. two seconds. Okay. I apologize. Moving on. I'll move. Uh,
4: no, no, on. I'll go ahead and then uh, ask uh, Blanco, uh, how did you get started uh, in the business? And were you, I guess, obviously, you were a fan of the high-flying style of wrestling. Um, actually, I really wasn't,
2: um, to be fair. Um. So my I grew up in a wrestling family. I, my grandfather, my grandmother, all of them they loved they loved wrestling. Um, so like they to watch every you know every Monday night it was Raw and uh, Monday nights were on you know one of the TVs. Uh, um, and my uncle used to actually do security work for WWF back in the day. Whenever they came to the War Memorial, uh, I don't know if you remember. Remember um, when Shawn Michaels was jumped by the, by those Marines in yeah, Syracuse? That's, that's Yes, kind of, I do I'm, remember I'm, that. I'm from Syracuse, New York. So, oh, nice! Yeah, so, so my uncle used to. Use it? to use, no, I mean, I was no, I wasn't around for that. That it, it happened like probably like ten minutes from where I, where we lived at the point. But my uncle was security, so I got to go to all the live events and everything like that. and Go with him and meet the wrestlers and stuff like that. Oh, but I mean, I just grew up around it. And, you know, I've obviously grew up around it. You know, I've always loved it. Um, I was actually more of a fan of the, um, more of the hard-hitting style, honestly, like Stone Cold and stuff like that, um, than anything. So, uh, but then, you know, when I did watch the Cruiserweights on WCW and everything like that, I mean, I did get a little bit more into the, you know, flashy, high-flying style, you know, and. And,
5: you know, then I saw the
2: innovativeness of, like, New Japan back in the day. You know, uh, Ultimo Dragon, stuff like that. So, I mean, I just picked up, uh, you know, picked up a wrestling school and learned. And then,
1: you know, I've been doing it ever since.
5: Yeah.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, all of this traveling that that y'all been doing and everything like that, it, uh, it eventually uh, landed you all in uh, Viral Pro Wrestling. And uh, I believe... Initially, when you guys came in, you guys all came in as singles competitors, did you not? Correct. So, like, so like yeah, the international superstars didn't start off basically in viral pro. Like, Joey was a single, you were a singles. In fact, I remember uh, my first match that I ever called on commentary for VPW was um, Hunter Young and Blanco Loco. Oh, nice kid. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I remember that ma- that that was the opening matchup uh, to the event. It was the Last Man Standing event, and Joey was on that uh, as well. It was uh, it was the Battle of the Joeys. It was Joey Osborne versus Joey Lynch, which yep. was confusing yep. at times on commentary.
6: <laughs> hey, don't worry; it's still confusing for the commentators now because I get referred to as Joey Lynch all the time. That's right. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! It was a mistake, y'all. <laughs>
4: Oh, well, it was a great match too, and Ellie right. was in that match as well.
3: Hey, I yeah, want to talk she, about uh,
4: it. She yeah. got kicked in the face. I want to
3: talk does. about it. Oh, oh,
4: lord! <laughs> but you know what? You know what was funny about that too was uh, that was the first time that like I I had heard or met even uh, uh, Joey Osborne backstage, and no one told me about Ellie being there. So like when she came out. I had to like look at Brett Wolverton and I went, Wait, who is that right there? No one told me about this. Surprise. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the wrestling
5: business.
4: <laughs> but it, it, it was great, though. It's it still, the it was very uh, memorable and everything. Um, and then you guys right now are uh, making a lot of, I guess, noise, uh, it, 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 I guess we should say, uh, in VPW. Right now, um, I know that you guys recently just joined up with the revolutionary Darius Lockhart and the Outbreak champion Owen Knight, uh, the VPW champion Darius Lockhart, and the Outbreak champion Owen Knight, I should say, and then James Kitchens. How did this tandem – like, I asked Darius. We had him on the program uh, last week, but how did this come about for you guys? Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't First, let, let's, not, let's not say joined up.
2: I mean, that that, that means that it was going to happen purposely. This is, this is more of we're all chasing the same goal and just happen to be in the same place at the same time. Um, let's just be honest with this. I mean, Joshua Hancock, you know, he, he picks and chooses his little favorites. You know, like look at, you know, Sean Legacy. Cool. He's got abs. He can do flips. Yay. Cool. And then you want to, you know, look at, look what he does. He gives him all the opportunities in the world. Am I right? He does.
5: He's giving yeah. Sean
2: Legacy opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And then you have somebody like like Owen Knight, who's just as athletic, just as good. And what does he get? He gets passed by continuously. And then he wants to complain when he puts, you know, Sean Legacy and Owen Knight in a no disqualification match. And of course, he take issue. Why? Because the international superstars have gotten overlooked time in and time out. You know? Well, what's what's the problem here? What's the problem with us taking what we want? That's what wrestling's about, right? You know, no yeah. one's going to hand you anything. You need to take it. So we took it. And James, you know, Joshua Hadcock seems to have an issue with that. So I mean, August 10th, once again, look what he's done. Look what he's done. He, he's put us and stacked the odds against us because he doesn't he doesn't want to see us succeed there. But look at the opponents he's given Joey. He's giving him a bum like Lenny Stratton. Another bum like Joey Lynch. Who else did they give you? Uh, can't remember because they're a bum. Oh, Chris Silvio. A bum like him. Oh, my head hurts. Oh. (laughs) Get out of here. Then look who's giving me. He gave me Danny Only. Who hadn't been in a ring for, what, five plus years? A bum. Hunter Young. Oh, nice kid. Nice enough kid. But let's be honest. The kid wasn't even good enough to lace my boots. And I made an example out of him. Ian Maxwell, fast as hell. Well, guess what? I slowed him down real quick. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like these are the these are the opponents that they give to the, you know, the the most aggressive group of professional wrestlers in the Indies today. And, and the fu- funny fact then, they don't even want to bring in Zach Cooper. Wonder why? Because he's a behemoth. He knows that he would tear through any person in their heavyweight division. They're scared because they don't know him.
4: And you're always scared of what you don't know. Well, and 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 to your point and and you know I I I hate to play devil's advocate in ways, but if if I'm not mistaken, uh Ellie, you've only had like one matchup in VPW, right?
3: Yeah, that's true. And then I had to take what I wanted. And and and
4: and, and that outbreak you attacked uh Casey Lennox, uh, after her matchup okay. with Danny Jordan, uh, what was the meaning behind that? Was it just to say "VP was W2 me taking what B2? I wanted"? Yeah, that so was,
0: so, like, so your not guys
3: on the show and me wanting to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, so your guys's response is actually mirrored with Darius's. He said the exact same thing. It, it wasn't because I don't know if you guys got to listen to the last episode this past Sunday, but I actually called you guys a bunch of renegades and he took offense to it. I, I take that back now because now oh. listening to you guys and, and thinking back to what Darius said, you're not renegades. You guys are, are wanting more. You're wanting a little bit more. And I'm starting to lean a little more toward this. It's just, it's strange, but coming from a wrestling background myself, I do realize what it's like to be swept under the rug uh, and yeah. You know, not be able to climb that ladder and hit that glass ceiling and then somebody push you back down. So I feel for you guys, and I understand completely. It's making a lot more sense to me. Well, it's, it's the fact
2: that we've actually broken through that glass ceiling already. That's the problem. We've broken through it time and time and time and time again. But Joshua Hancock just turned a blind eye. Why? Because he wants some cookie-cutter wrestler that's going to sit there and give him the yes, 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 yes. But he doesn't want the guys that are going to simply tell him no sometimes. Like I said, Dream Girl Ellie. She's been at every single viral pro wrestling show. Every single one. But Josh goes out of his way to book people like Casey Lennox versus Danny Jordan. But you don't want to get the dream girl who's done more in less than a year's time in professional wrestling, traveled more, worked some of the best top-tier talent in the world. And this is all real. This isn't, this isn't oh, I'm just going to give us some numbers. No. Ellie's worked probably 13 states in less than a year Worked against people like Shotzi Black and Blackheart. Sorry for my language. You can bleep that out if you want to. No, you, no,
0: know no, you haven't heard half of what we say
5: on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, you
0: know what I'm saying? She's been in
2: tournaments. She's won women's
0: championships.
2: She works like Jenna Gen- Muscles. She's worked in AML. She's worked at PWX. She's, she's been a- along the map. And yet Joshua Hancock just wants to turn a blind eye to that and bring in two nobodies. How do you explain that? That's that's you know saying. What are we supposed to do? Just sit back and just take it?
0: Nah. Yeah. I I can feel. I feel you. I understand completely. And I was there when you guys finally came together uh, as as a cohesive unit um, because that was the first time that uh, the SWN was uh, alive, and you you guys actually shocked everybody when you finally teamed up. Um, And that was right before outbreak.
4: I believe that was against uh, Chris uh, Silvio. Yeah. Um, I believe that's what it was. Um, there's been so many viral events that have <laughs> happened since then. Uh, it's hard to keep track of them all uh, and everything like that. Well, then, so, y- you know, y- y- y'all talk about the, the cause in VPW. What exactly is the cause that y'all are trying to accomplish here? Simply to right the wrongs that have been done. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's
2: first, it was nothing personal. Josh wanted to make it personal. Viro, Viro Pro Wrestling Management wanted to make it personal. We tried to come in, I myself, I tried to come in and do things the right way and, you know, take the quote-unquote opportunities they were giving me and run with them. But I ran and 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 I, ran and I got tired of uh, of chasing something that was being dangled in front of me. And then... Like I said, look at Josh. He's complaining. Oh, James, again, why are you doing this, Blanco? Why are you doing this? I can't believe it. Let's see. Maybe it's because we deserve more. We're international stars. We've traveled. You know what I'm saying? We bring Chris Silvio in, right? He's an international star. He's done NXT, so have we. He's done Raw and SmackDown, so have we. He's done Impact, so have we. He's traveled the world, so have we. So why is it this man gets to come in one time one time and get put in a better position than we were when we first
4: came in. I you know and, and these are very good questions. I yeah. you know I I I I'll admit, you know, and, and we have a good working relationship uh with Joshua Hancock. Um but is this why y'all have leaned towards James Kitchens because he can open up that door even further for y'all? I, it's not, again, it's not leaning towards, you're, you're, you're forgetting the message.
2: It's not leaning towards anybody. It's just to, to right those wrongs. We're on a path that just so happens to coincide with Darius Lockhart, Owen Knight, and James Caleb. That's all it is. It's it just, you know what I'm saying, the right people down the right path trying to right the wrongs.
4: Well, so then let me ask y'all this, and, and I'll even go ahead and phrase it like this. When you uh, participate in this uh, upcoming Fatal Four Way Ladder Matchup, and when you guys win the championships, what's going to happen after that? And you, and you, Darius, and Owen Knight stand tall with all of the VPW belts.
2: We're going to continue on a path. I mean, maybe we'll go our separate ways. Maybe we'll continue down the path of destruction. It all depends on how viral pro wrestling management. Wants to treat us. I mean, it, 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 the the thing about it is, all the blood that we spill is on their hands. It's up to them to do the right thing, not us. You know what I'm saying? We're just out to get what we deserve, what we fought for, what we've worked for. So it's it's on Josh after that.
6: I'll tell you what else is going on as well. They're going to have to have 911 and speeds all because there's going to be six ambulances that they're going to need to carry people out of that building. They're going have to be putting them through tables, ladders, and obliterate the living crap out of them with still chairs, son. It's true. Again, mm-hmm. that's not on us. That's on Josh. Yep. It's us, pal, but you bought this on yourself.
0: And, Ellie, uh, with you with this whole women's thing, um, your goal, I- I'm guessing, ultimately, is to get this women's division, um, you know, started in uh, Viral Pro and have it become more.
3: Yeah, or I, I'll beat up guys at this point. I don't even care.
0: <laughs> you yeah. see the I dream girl know. Ellie go for the viral pro wrestling championship, make
3: history.
2: I'll do it. Here, here's the oh. a, a thing with that. Though here's the thing with that. That's that's another thing. Jo- Josh Hancock, viral pro wrestling management. They they didn't believe in women, right? They they they've gone so long without having women wrestle at their shows. Yeah, yeah that's we true. We bring we bring such a talent like Ellie there. Which at Palmetto Championship Wrestling, she she's the innovator of women's wrestling there. She has little girls come up to her saying how she's an inspiration. But wow. Josh wants to act like she's some kind of volatile human being. No. It's Josh that that's the viral you know saying that's the volatile human being. He's the problem. He's the infection and viral right now. He's the one.
4: Not us, like he claims, it's him. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, big shots uh, being laid down here. Um, I got to ask you guys, because you guys, uh, um, Loco, you and Osborne, you've been in the ring with um, all three of these other teams uh, in singles competition. What do you guys got to look out for with these teams uh, going into a ladder match? And especially all of them being involved.
2: Nothing. We had to look out for nothing. We beat the Ducks. We've beaten the lynch mob. We've beaten the gymnastics Boys before. Plainly put, this is going to, be a, it's going to be a cakewalk for us. You know, as much as I respect all their individual talents and all their accomplishments, the fact is we're that much more hungry than any of them combined.
4: Right?
5: Strong. Well, well that,
4: that, those are some very strong words from the international superstars. They will be there. August 10th at Infection 4, they are going after the VPW Tag Team Championships high above the ring in a ladder match, a fatal four-way latch. It will be them, and then it will also be, of course, the VPW Tag Team Champions, the Gymnasties, the Ugly Ducklings, and the Lynch Mob. It's going to be amazing. And then, of course, the Dream Girl Ellie will be in action as she takes on Casey Lennox, what do you have to look out for with Casey Lennox, uh, Ellie?
3: Absolutely nothing.
4: I figured that was the response, yeah. but I figured I'd ask it anyway. So. Same, same team, same <laughs> mindset.
3: <laughs> Pretty much.
4: And so, and and then uh, Zach Cooper, um, are you are, are you planning to get involved in Viral Pro? Are they going to let you into Viral Pro? Like, like, what are your plans? Zach, Zach has no
2: comment in regards to that, sir. We're, we're not going to let him comment. You'll just have, the thing is, you'll just have to wait and see. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. We're going to have to wait and see. Nice.
4: All right, then. I, I will take y'all's uh, word for it. Well, besides Viral Pro Wrestling, uh, guys, what is next for the international superstars? What have y'all got uh, going on besides the big tag team tournament and the women's tournament uh, going on? We have, let's see, just this month, we have this Sunday's
2: AML in Winston-Salem. We also have Zach's going to be at at the SCI tournament in Tennessee, August 2nd and 3rd. He's also going to be at SUP with his underground pro in Tennessee. Let's see, face-to-face wrestling on the night. Uh, Obviously, we got Viral Pro, which we're just going to go there and beat the hell out of those tag teams, have a little (laughs) bit of fun. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I I, I I gotta ask you guys this real quick if I could. Um, of course. Who is uh, you, uh, like uh, I like to watch um, those band videos where where like they're like they're like oh this guy's like the worst at that on the road or something like that. Do you guys uh, have any stories like like I guess who who snores the loudest when they sleep on the road or something? <laughs> Like
5: that. Oh,
2: uh, that's like a that's like a mix between me, Ellie, and Joey. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Honestly, we're, yeah, I can't sure. we're all we like
0: Mack trucks. <laughs> so you actually end up waking each other up, just like, hey, stop. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop. Yeah. It's yeah, bad sometimes. You in the face, you're back out again.
4: Since <laughs> 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 y'all have done so much traveling, what's a, what are some of your favorite places to like stop and everything like that? Um, Waffle House Yeah Waffle House <laughs> That's everybody's favorite
2: uh, We like to try new food places honestly Like if we like uh, We went to Santa Monica, California um, We got to stop at this place called uh, What was it? Taco, Taco, Libre. Libre. Taco Libre Oh They had these oh, What were they? They were uh, shrimp, tacos. shrimp tacos Oh they were amazing
0: mm. They were just oh, Crazy good And now they're taking the other podcast I got on TNB Studios And doing it for me Thank you <laughs> Let's let's just review restaurants in Santa Monica, California. (laughs) Except they're actually, no. Hey,
4: shut up. That's
0: not fair.
4: I know, right? I'm sorry, Chris. No, you're not. I just had to. No, you're right. I'm not. (laughs) Well, guys, thank y'all so much for taking your time out of your busy schedules uh, to do this interview with us. Um, I know y'all got a big event coming up on VP or coming up on August 10th. I should say viral pro wrestling infection Four, where you are involved yep. in that fatal uh, four way ladder matchup. And then y'all got so much going on. I say They got um, a,
0: a big events everywhere leading up to viral pro.
4: Yes, yeah. Yeah. We're busy, several busy, things busy.
0: going on. That's what happens when you're the best though. You're busy. National
2: superstars are what? internationally known internationally feared and internationally revered. there we go
4: right there that's what i was looking for guys thank you so much for being on the program and we will be right back after these words from tmb studios
6: please do not pull that
1: trigger what are you talking about boss <laughs> yeah Okay, they try to censor us. They try to stop us. They didn't want us to pull it, but damn it, we're back and we're pulling that trigger, baby. Ha <laughs> ha! The Wrestling Shootout, the greatest
4: wrestling podcast in all the podcasts, is returning. It's coming back soon. You try to stop us. You thought we were going to go away? Nah, I don't think so.
5: Be sure to
2: check out all the other great podcasts, as well as past episodes of this podcast, right here,
5: exclusively on T.O.P. Studios.
4: Well, alright, we are back here live on the Stovall Wrestling Network, or kind of like when you know, Raw would be taped, but then they would say live back then, no. yeah, shut in. <laughs> What an awesome interview, though, yeah. from the International Superstars. God, uh, were they fun. Um, like seriously, like that just seems like a group of friends, like in a group of like wrestling fans that got together and were like actually good in the business. Yeah, and, and were just
0: it was amazing. Fun.
4: It was amazing. It was fun. And 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 what they're
0: saying about viral pro, I'm kind of I'm a little on the fence now. I don't know what to
4: think anymore. Well, first of all, I'll support viral pro wrestling
0: to the course. day
6: I
4: die and everything like that. So I mean. But are there gripes and everything? I get that, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see on the tenth, August yeah, tenth. That, 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 that is the most important thing. In fact, I'll go ahead and say it one more time: August tenth, infection. Live in Thompson, Georgia at the Sweetwater Gymnasium. I'm telling you, if you live in Atlanta, you need to come down. If you live in the South Carolina area, hell, if you live in the Tennessee or Florida area, you need to come to Viral Pro Wrestling and check out this event because it's going to be one of the biggest nights in Viral Pro Wrestling history. Your main event that night will be For the Viral Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion, the the revolutionary Darius Lockhart. I'm still in hashtag mode. Screw you, Chris. (laughs) Versus Galaxy's only hero, the challenger, the former Outbreak champion, Sean Legacy. Yeah. And I say former because... Darius was the one that cost him that belt.
0: And he's facing someone that night, too, and this is going to be a big matchup. Oh,
4: and Knight will be facing Saive Al-Sabah. And that's going to be huge. That is going to be huge as well. And if you haven't already visit, uh, or not visit, I should say, check out VPW Toxic. There will be a preview episode, and if you haven't seen it, it should have aired last night, but if you haven't seen it, or Saturday night, I should say. But if you haven't seen it, check it out. It will preview the entire card for Infection 4. You'll see all of the matches listed there and everything like that. You're going to see all of the happenings. Everything going in to this big, huge event from Viral Pro Wrestling. It's going to be amazing. So check that out. VPW Toxic on at 1 a.m. on one AM's good one God, God. I have. Do you no just
0: oh, it all, all shock and awe with this interview we just had with the internet? Yes subs. I am,
4: fuck you. Anyways. Anyways, still got the Tourette's going on though. Shut so. up. <laughs> <laughs> and a piss coming from my ass no, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 I'm, just... <laughs>
0: I'm all pissed on the seat, <laughs> slammed the window and left my keys.
4: Okay, so let's ju- so let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. This show's gone! Check oh. out VPW Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling, on at 1 a.m. on Sunday mornings on WFXG. If that's too late or too early for you, uh, DBR it. Or it will be up on YouTube as well. Join me, the host of VPW Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling, each and every Saturday night at 1 a.m. or Sunday mornings, depending on whatever time frame you mm-hmm. want to go with there. Whatever. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> I'm still in awe. Anyways, yes. so, I, man... That just goes to show you, Chris, that there are some big things to come here at the Stovall Wrestling Network. Yes. We're, we're launching this thing. We are expanding this. We are we're doing whatever we can and everything like that. And uh, we're going to be having some more exclusive content for everyone coming up soon. Yes. We've uh, got a lot of people lined up for uh,
0: interviews, yes. special guests. Uh, Even special segments coming up real soon.
4: Yes, there's going to be some skits we're going to be doing. And why are we telling you this? Because next week we're going to be kind of reminiscing. And we're going to tell you the entire (laughs) full story. I'm going to tell you from front to back what happened and how we got... This podcast rolling and everything like that. We're going to explain exactly how we did it. We are still going to cover your wrestling news and everything like that. And we're going to do something that I have been promising that we were going to do but haven't been able uh, to do it because we have just had so much going on Mm -hmm. here. But we are going to cover the Nitros that took place live from the Disney MGM Studios uh, in Florida um, and I'm not sure if that section Of Disney is still there It might be But it's when Nitro ran the outdoor um, Little arena that they had yeah. over there And uh, it's also where The lines were drawn that night Because mm-hmm. the NWO attacked There was this big controversial segment There was title changes There were mm-hmm. uh awesome There's a matches. lot of stuff going you know, on. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I want to discuss it in full because of the outdoor aspect of it, and we're going to go over them. So it's, it's 1 through 4, and it's in the summer. Um, I'll have 96. those exact... Yeah, of 96, and I'll have those dates for you, but if you really want to easily find it, it is the night after Hogan shocks the world and turns heel... At Bash at the Beach 96. Exactly, and we get the NWO. So it's those
0: four weeks after Bash at the Beach 1996. That's what you want to look for on the WWE Network. And here's why we're telling you it's going to be a reminiscing episode and we're going to cover the Nitros. It's
4: our season finale!
0: Now who can't talk. Now we can't talk? Yes, you. No. Oh, I I can can talk now? Shut up. Wow, okay, so... I said now who can't talk. Oh, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. See, he's doing this, and I'm his boss. Well, here's the thing it's the season finale of SWN my Anarchy! Okay. Wow. Ooh. And the shade has been thrown. Anyway, I'm trying to get this out so we can go ahead and wrap this up. It is our season finale. We have uh, made the decision that uh, Stovall Wrestling Network and a lot of the TMB Studios shows will be having their season finale around this time, August time frame. It's the time that TMB Studios was actually launched last year, and, well, it's also the time of infection four. So best time for SWN to wrap up everything for this season and go ahead and kickstart things off new. Uh, right afterwards. So we're gonna look back at everything that happened. Talk about some of the past episodes. Of SWN, our favorite moments. Uh, Stovall said we're gonna go over the history, uh, front to back, cover to cover, and we're gonna cover we those will four not nitros. Cover
4: VPW infection 4 on next week's episode because we will be doing that the next week after yes. when we have seen the event and everything because we will be recording before the event so. Uh, we will not be covering it then we will be covering it uh, right afterwards the week after so next week you're gonna
0: get reminiscing of sWN for season one and the nitros and then immediately after the launch of season two there's gonna be a lot of changes we'll be covering the viral pro wrestling infection 4 event as well as all the happenings in the wrestling world and more
4: that's my stick
0: hey I get one at least you are just not one. It. I'm not Spider-Man. Uh, I'm Peter Griffin. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. Dewey. Dookie.
5: Anyway.
4: <laughs> oh, eh, yeah, diarrhea. Anyways. Oh, no. Yeah, different podcast. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, no, but yes uh, it, It's a big things happening in the works And you've just seen it with uh, The amazing interviews that we have had With the revolutionary Darius Lockhart And of course the international superstars Who I have so much respect for uh, Very fun people yep. You know, and everything like that uh, Fun guys, look for them They're traveling all over the place And everything like that Look at where they're going to be And look at the big tournament that they're going to be involved in With Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, uh, Exactly. Uh, who is partnered with, I should say, AEW. Ooh. And we didn't even get to ask them about that. No, we didn't. So. So maybe but they probably lot. don't have much. Well, I mean, there's that, a little, but...
0: There's always a little underlying things that people don't want to talk about. And who knows? There might be some things going on.
4: But... Obviously. And if it happens,
0: we'll cover it right here on SWN.
4: Yeah, exactly. So, But uh, that is it for this week, though, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. My name is Caleb Stovall. He is Chris Dickens. Peace out. This is the, This has been the Stovall Wrestling Network (SWN). Join us next week. I'll see you then. Bye.